Well met, friends. My name is Adam, and this is the Get Pipe Podcast, where we love to pipe. And today, well, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nick, aka the producer guy. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, Adam. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. You know, a little Sunday night action. Woo! Yeah, what do you do? What have you been up to? Happy Father's Day. Thank you. As we're recording, man. Yeah. Shout out to all the dads out there. I am doing pretty well. Day started off well. Middle was a little rough, uh, but then but the night has been has been good. Producer wife surprised me with this absolutely wholesome little video. I was telling Adam earlier, like she's been taking videos more lately of me, myself, and the kids. I was like, that's weird. She doesn't normally do that, but whatever. Wife things, and then uh, all those videos were in a compilation of one video together for Father's Day. And it was, man, I cried. I'll be honest, I cried, and it was great. But yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I had a great weekend. Got a little package in the mail. Oh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But I want to know what you've been up to, man. And we had get bombed here. That was pretty cool. She was here for a week, but she left yesterday afternoon. Uh, so Heck yeah, it was like a solid week of you know just being with my mom. That was True. pretty nice to have some family around. I kind of celebrated the old birthday of mine and, and, and somewhat her. She's she's born in June as well. Yeah, not not a ton going on the past week. I've been able to focus on some of the YouTube stuff, which, of course, I'm always going to pitch at the very end. But got two almost magnum opus YouTube videos coming. Yes. And this is this is not what you would think. This is not the Battle of the Prior. But man, this we're doing like this factory pipe. What's supposed to be a Adam from Get Pipes Pipe Collection. And it was going to be originally just all of my pipes. And I was going to go through every single pipe, tell you a little bit about them, tell you why I have them and, and reasons why I have them and reasons why they're either going to stay or I'll end up letting them go. And as I recorded the first part, or at least when I was writing down, like going through every single pipe as I'm writing up my script, you know, it was like, it was like 11 pages, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And that's just the factory pipes. So I actually leaned on the Get Piped uh, Discord, the Galactic Get Piped Pipe Club, and they informed me, hey, that is cool. We love the long form. Maybe, maybe break it up. Maybe not add another 11 pages uh, <laughs> worth of script. So it's uh, one long video. So we're currently m- working on two videos. Well, I'm working on one, but that is the factory pipe edition. Then there will be a second part where I, I've recorded all the A-roll, but I've even touched the editing of it. But yeah, it's been it's been a grinder, man. I could pull it up right now, and I'm at I'm sitting at 33 minutes and 20 seconds. That, that's that's where we're sitting right now, and I, that will definitely get longer as I include B-roll. Yeah, um, I'm adding all the graphics and stuff, but it's it's been fun, man. And to clarify, your normal videos that are 15 to 20 minutes are like six to seven pages long of script. Yeah, worth of notes and script. Yeah, yeah. So so that's how I knew. I was like, man, this is gonna be long. I will say the factory one is a little bit longer just because I go into depth on particular pieces and then I'll touch on like reasons for an overarching collection mm-hmm. with the artisan pipes. It's a little bit different. And I thought it would be the opposite. I thought it would be a significantly longer artisan piece because every single one has to a degree a story. Yeah. But it ended up being a little bit less, I think around the nine, eight ish, nine ish page mark. Okay. I-, I would imagine the videos are going to be similar because I'll probably have more B roll uh, with the factory one. I'm, I'm really pushing through some of the ones i don't smoke as much and then really highlighting the the ones with good stories so right. the artisan one would be a little bit different because every single piece has somewhat of a tale that warrants at least a shot of it in b-roll so yeah we'll see man it's gonna be pretty fun but other than that we've just been crushing some pod planning and yeah i'm, I'm a big get piped mood guy right now Heck you know, yes. looking forward to the future me too man i will say 
What I uh, mentioned previously is my little package I got from our amazing, awesome friend, Miko from Frost Pipes. I, I mentioned last week that I got a pipe from him. It was very much an impulse buy. But as I am holding this pipe in my hand, and I had I had shown producer wife uh, some images of it online, and she was like, I don't even know what that is. What did you buy? It's It's a beast of a pipe, meaning mostly in the looks. It is fairly large. Damn, it looks so sick. It's got this beautiful, it looks like a wedding ring. Like a gold band. What are those little nodes on the side, those octopus looking sinkholes? Yeah, that's that's exactly what it's like. It's The pipe was called the insect swarm. And the quote says, nothing clears the room like stinging bees. Rapture plasmid propaganda. And uh, it's better in person than I thought it was going to be. It's a perfect sitter. It's perfectly balanced. It's just perfectly sitting there. Doesn't need to be held. I, I'll probably clench it, but I love sitters. So that's a great one. The nodes on it are definitely like insect or uh, bee stings of some type. It kind of looks like they're just stung right there, big old stinger, but uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautifully ugly, I think uh, I was saying. And it's going to be one of those pieces that I will tell people about. Just absolutely beautiful rustication. Along with the pipe, Miko sent just a plethora, a myriad, cheers, of finished candies uh, that producer wife and I have tried. There was one that was licorice covered in salt, and uh, it was a wild taste bud experience. Shout out to Frost Pipes, shout out to Miko, great friend of the podcast, and both Adam and I are looking forward to meeting you in person one day, but uh, just so glad that arrived here very quickly. Yeah, that's that's my little latest acquisition. I will be taking more photos of this coming up soon. I really want to do justice to the ugly beautifulness that this pipe is. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to that, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, check out GPP underscore producer guy for those oh. photos. Uh, this one's a cool pipe, man. And you know, he's he's interesting. He's an interesting guy. So this, this is going to be a sweet pipe to see with some professional photography done on it. Yeah, man, I, I love when folks are getting their artisan pipes you know as we continue to discuss uh, uh, to talk about our galactic get pipe pipe club one of the best discords for pipe smoking dude every day it seems like at least eh, maybe not every day but once a week we'll see someone throwing a picture up of a brand new acquisition and you know whether it's a factory pipe an artisan pipe doesn't matter to me it makes me happy all the same but yeah i've uh i've been pretty good i don't have any recent acquisitions and i don't plan to for quite some time Okay. Uh, but I'm very excited for the upcoming Smitty Cigars event, which I might. True. There's a slight chance, uh, you know, we'll see how the things go. We'll see who's there. We'll see, we'll see the Cashwell pipes and we'll see the, the Foster pipes. And yes, that's two artisan pipe makers unique to the Atlanta area. And uh, man, we are super excited. July 27th and July 28th. We are on our way. Not right now, but we will be on that day on the 27th. Right. We'll be driving down <laughs> via car. Producer guys coming down with the fam. They're going to stay with uh, us in North Carolina. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll certainly be driving down because it's going to be a great little road trip across the southeast down to Gainesville, Georgia. And we're going to be staying overnight. Uh, we're going to stay Friday to Saturday. Saturday is the actual day of the event. We're calling these these pipe meetups, not necessarily a pipe show. But man, we're, we're having fun. We're having fun. We're excited. And I can't wait. There's a lot more to come. Make sure you're following Dave Shane at The Pipery on Instagram. And... If you want even more information, give me a week or two and you'll hear Dave Shane on the Get Pipe podcast oh. is our next down the rabbit bowl guest. And it's going to be going to be a great conversation. It's not going to be based just specifically on 
the Smitty Cigars event. Honestly, that's going to be a very small right. uh, portion of it. Uh, instead, we're going to ask this master of pipes uh, his story, get his take on some of the amazing things he's done and continuing to do with the pipe smoking sphere. And also, we're going to get his take on some of these pipe shows, the evolution of pipe smoking, pipe meetups, and and whatnot. So a lot of good information will come from him. And, he, and of course, you guys don't know, Dave Shane from the Pipery is our, our pocket jar. Yes. Maestro. Maestro. Yeah. Imaginative. <laughs> the engineer behind the it engineer all. you know he, he they're the ones who are ripping out these jars if you want a pocket jar you go to the you go to get piped who gets it from the <laughs> pipe tree <laughs> which we've been throwing out those things like hotcakes man people yeah are- yeah huge huge shout out to the folks yeah. who've been been purchasing so we of course have been pitching our our rebrand of uh the dot co as we call it get pipe.co no m our website uh, where you guys can, in a way, financially support the show by getting something in return, some sweet merch. But something that we haven't really been pushing is the pocket jars. We've been selling out pretty soon. So if you oh, guys yeah. are interested in the whole pocket jar max, it's just a bigger size, let us know. When I say interested, I mean that you'd be willing to buy a get piped version because if not, we won't we won't get them. If you're someone who's like, yeah, I love when people do things and then you send a <laughs> vote, but you don't have the intent of purchasing, uh, just, yeah. just hold that one in the back pocket because... You know, we kind of have to front the cost for that. <laughs> but yeah, man, so the, these pipe meters, man, I, I'm super excited. That That is what I'm, that's what I'm needing. You know, once we yeah. get over to North Carolina and we're finally settled in, we're, we're moving out July 6th. So we'll have about three-ish weeks, about the rest of the month of July to finish up everything, all the moving in, unpacking. And I will know that I will need a much needed trip with my pal. True. Down to a, a pipe smoking event. And I was telling producer wife that today I was went to church, had a sermon. It was really good, really good. Made us think about a lot of things. One of the things that I brought up is that I love these pipe events because of the people. I love going with my buddy. I love going to meet these new people, um, just getting together, not only at these smaller events, but the larger ones. And man, we cannot say enough how important these things are. And it, it doesn't even need to be like an event like this. It could just be your weekly or monthly pipe club meeting. You know, I know that the Seattle Pipe Club, you guys had one once every month and that stuff was so important to you. And I know that Get Wifed, I think you told me one time she was like, you need to go to this. Like, mm-hmm. this is super yeah. important. And, you know, she knows how important it is. It's so important to have those in this time when we had so many years off of just not being together. And uh, I think we have all realized that it is so important to come together. And with that, you know, we have the Vegas Pipe Show coming up in a few months. As of time of recording, it's October 13th through the 15th of 2023. It is at the Palace Station in Las Vegas. Um, We won't get into that right now. We'll talk about more of that in the future. But if you want any more information, if you want to buy tickets, if you want to book your hotel, go to Vegas Pipe Show com for all of that shout out to them for for planning this event for the second year in a row um and it's uh it's gonna be a, gonna be a great time man so we bring these up specifically because get piped uh the, the crew the the producer guy mm-hmm. the get pipe guy we're going check your local areas man there's probably a pipe show generally close to you coming up and there's also as as producer guy mentioned man these these pipe clubs a lot of folks it's, it's like it's interesting i'm getting into the hobby when before when i first got in it was pipe shows. That was it. You know, there's there's still pipe club. I mean, the Seattle Pipe Club has been meeting since 2001, 2002. Other clubs have as well. But, you know, these were more, these were smaller form meetups. And it was just more of like a friend basis and less of a, hey, I'm in the area. Let me look up to see if there's a pipe club nearby. 
you know, it was probably like a word of mouth of, of friends who smoke pipes. But now, man, as it's like the tide's turning and it's becoming less of these <laughs> formal events. And while pipe shows are absolutely growing, you know, just just with the advent of these these pipe meetups and stuff and folks are coming up with their own pipe clubs. It might not be a chartered one through the NASPC, but, you know, it, it, it might be just a couple guys at a local pipe store. We look at the Houston Pipecast. Houston Pipe Club was a club for a long time. And then due to COVID and some other things, it's, it started to, to fleet. It started to die away. And then our good friend Eric over there was trying to generate some interest. And, and it's been working pretty well. You know, we, we think about Indiana. With, dude, for some reason, Indiana has so many pipe people. So many. It's wild. So many people in the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club are like, yep, I'm from Indiana. Yep, my name's also Nate. And there's apparently <laughs> just like a bunch of pipe smokers down there who are trying to make their own pipe club because uh, because there is an interest and there is a desire. And, and that's not something that's been... Like you couldn't say that six years ago. You, you just couldn't do it. There was definitely interest for the big shows, but like I said, this these these smaller form get-togethers and pipe clubs absolutely do matter. But yeah, I don't know. I'm hyped up, man. We'll see. We 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 got Texas. That's a potential backboard. We're throwing darts at that one. We'll see. Uh, but but those are kind of our our main two ish three ish things that are in our sites in the get pipe sites. So heck yeah, just so much has changed even in the last year and a half. It seems to be a lot for the better. And I'm just continually super excited for things to come. But, you know, good optimistic feelings. I hope everyone else feels that. But you got anything else, man? What else we got? And, and I absolutely agree with that. I think we've been feeling good, especially with the whole pipe stuff. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, when we released the episode 070, the What's Up in Smoke with Chicago, we really stepped on a ledge there uh, yeah. to, to bring up some important issues that happened with the with a show that we love, you know, we, I don't I don't get Just replay the first 10 minutes of this episode and you'll know that we love this kind of stuff. But right. I was a little afraid. I was a little worried and almost sad after we hit live because I didn't want to come off as someone who's just degrading something that I have so much love for. But yeah. as we, as we kind of flip it, I'm starting to see that, you know what, this was a very important thing for us. You know, producer guy and I as, as pipe people just me and him individually. This is important for us as podcasters to, right. you know, come out and cover the things that need to be fixed. And then, of course, highlight the things that need to sustain. So I was a little concerned that with that episode that I was degrading the thing that I loved so much. And the, the best way to put it, and I've had a conversation with producer guy about it, it's we do, we, we highlighted, we, we covered some of those heartbreaking aspects because yeah. we care so much, you know. And that's why we do this. We we do this because we care. And as time has passed, as the smoke has certainly settled, <laughs> we're looking forward to the to the next upcoming shows and, and eventually the next Chicago Pipe show. And they probably won't call my ass up asking for, you know, advice since I probably made some people a little upset. But like I would be more than willing to do anything I can again, like I did last year to to improve any kind of show or whatever. Yeah. That's not saying I have the answers. I'm just saying I'm a younger guy who does deliberate military rehearsals for big events and whatnot. So I, I kind of have an idea of how these things at least should execute, maybe not the best way, but a good way. Uh, but, but my point is I'm feeling pretty good. We're, we're, we're very excited to see the positive things come through. You know, we, we will continue to hit on some of these unfortunate negative things as they come out, but the intent there is, is based in care. It's in ba it's based in, 
promotion of a, a better pipe community. And with that, I have to backtrack on something that I had mentioned in a mm. recent YouTube video and in a recent podcast. So I've been kind of beating around the bush here in our my little YouTube plug at the very end of last episode. I talked about how I'm not leaving and I'm not too concerned with you know some of the, the negative aspects that come with being a pipe presenter on on YouTube. But but to be right direct with you right now, I had talked about how Pipe Cottage Alan Harrelson was going to be on the Get Pipe podcast. Hey guys, just a quick ish uh, post production audio injection. This next little bit of the show is is a little bit difficult for me, uh, but before I explain that, I think it's important to give a little bit of context on, you know, who the hell this Pipe Cottage guy is. You know, I totally get that some of you guys listen only to pipe smoking podcasts and don't really care or maybe even have the time to get involved in the, the YouTubes or go to the pipe shows or pipe events or, or whatever. So you get all your information on the community through podcasts. So for you folks... Pipe Cottage was formerly a YouTube channel and Instagram account, okay? He, he recently deleted all of them just about a week ago from the time of airing. His reasoning was to be anti-Zuckerberg and anti-Google and anti-corporation and, and how those big profit companies are force-feeding the public a curated and, in his opinion, un-American set of ideals. Namely, and yes, by him, quote, homosexual pride content, Target is doing that, he says, and the Bud Light fiasco, he says, Referring to their recent transgender campaign, and I'll give you another direct quote uh, to give you a complete understanding, Alan says, I don't support companies that are messing with the way that God intended things to be. I forbade my wife to go to Starbucks coffee anymore. I forbade her from supporting Starbucks because the CEO of Starbucks said, if you don't believe in homosexual marriage, then we don't want your business. It's time for people to start drawing a line in the sand. He concludes. So for these reasons, and among others, he took all of his content down and moved it to his own website. We'll touch on all that in a second, but as I had mentioned, he primarily posted his stuff on YouTube. It was video content, and his channel started just a few months after mine and, and really blew up. He had several videos with well over 50,000 views and, and dozens of others with over 10,000 views. His subscriber count was around 15,000 in just two-ish years of, of making content. Uh, for, for even more context in the same time frame, though, albeit significantly less posts, my channel subscriber count is about 10,000 less than his was about a week ago. I, I averaged some one to 2,000 views on my videos, and again, he was easily over that 10 mark. Now, his original videos were extremely pipe and tobacco focused. In fact, that's all they were, and I really enjoyed them, to be completely honest, and things started to change after he closed his what was called the Old Carolina Pipe Cottage store due to some government regulation and high tax on his business. And in an attempt to explain this to his viewers, he turned rather angry toward the government. And, and rightfully so, right? I hate taxes too, man. But the discussion turned further away from pipe smoking and closer towards his disdain for the tax man and Uncle Sam. So then he moves to Kentucky to get away from everyone and everything and, and look to enjoy his pipes along with his tobaccos on his land, which honestly ultimately brought to more polarizing videos about what it means to be an American and how living in cities is really bad and everyone should live on their own land. And if they can't afford it, then they need to basically figure it out, citing that he and his wife once had nothing. And you can figure it out too. But let me be clear. I'm not here to share my opinion on any of these matters. I'm also not citing these examples to necessarily shame him or to discredit him as an individual. I cite these examples to discredit his status as a pipe-smoking content creator. 
and this this is really truly difficult for me to explain because on one hand he can do whatever he wants right i explained that in the the rest of the show but as a representative of the pipe and tobacco community i think we have to well draw a line in the sand I don't at all enjoy taking stances that to a degree hit the core of individuals, of, of people, people of the pipe smoking community. So you might ask, you know, why do it? Why not just shut the f*** up? Well, because I genuinely want to see this sphere prosper. And in order to see that out, I think it's important to hold others accountable. You'll know from our 070 or What's Up in Smoke that we called out the Chicago Pipe Show. And that's the Chicago Pipe Show, not the volunteers who were absolutely incredible. Not Tim Garrity, who has moved the show miles in the right direction. Not the Chicagoland Pipe Club, the members of the club who are just great, great people who've done so much for the community. And, and not the individual planners or decision makers. And, and now that last part is in part because, one, I don't know them. And it's like this secret committee. Uh, I don't know this older gentleman committee who makes all these play calls. And, and honestly, if I did, I think... I think I'd still have shied away and because I'm just not in the business of harming or hurting others, which is exactly why we kind of pointed our fingers at Chicago Pipe's show. And, and that's not a person. It's, it's the same way it's easy to yell at governments and corporations and companies because they're not people, right? Of course, people run those things, but these things can take hits, or at least that's how you know we as humans rationalize our way of addressing issues. It's how I've rationalized my way of addressing issues. But all that said, I say it because I am in the business of promoting pipe smoking. I'm in the business of promoting pipe community and pipe people. And in order to do that, I think I have a vested interest in holding those who might be acting counter to that accountable. Especially since it broke my heart to have to call out Chicago for the dinner. You know, it, that was based in a place of love. And so here in the rest of this smoking and joking, if we can even call it that, since it's maybe not as lighthearted as I'd like it to be, there is no exception. So what you're about to hear is me dancing around trying to articulate my thoughts on the pipe cottage. And we bring this up because I specifically have said that he was going to be interviewed on our podcast. And I said it on the YouTube channel as well. So it just needs to be addressed. And I'll clarify one last time before we get into it. I'm not disapproving of pipe cottage necessarily for his thoughts and beliefs. I'm disapproving of pipe cottage for really acting on those thoughts and beliefs in the context of pipe smoking and representing pipe smoking. And this is get pipe talking. This is get pipe the content guy talking. If you wanted to ask Adam Floyd his opinions, maybe over, you know, a pipe and a beer, I, I would share those opinions at another time in person. But but I'm not going to do it here because I'm in the business of pipe motherfucking smoking. And with that, this is difficult to me because I truly believe in the American freedom to believe and say whatever the heck you want to say, regardless of whether or not you have a platform or not. You are allowed to and you should fight for the things that you believe in. But for some reason, I think there needs to be a line in the sand when it comes to representing pipe smoking. And the reality is, is that those opinions and views are, are very divisive. And that is very unlike our constant complaint of something like a pipe tax, a tobacco tax, because that's not divisive. Since we're all here, we all have a vested interest in wanting to spend less money rather than more money on tobacco. There's, there's just no divisiveness there in the context of a pipe smoking podcast. But when it comes to how Americans should behave or vote or live or what men should allow their wives to do or not to do, that's where I draw the line, right in the sand, right there. And when I have a daughter one day, 
no man will forbid her from anything at all ever. So with that, I will end this much longer than expected audio injection and, and let you get back to the show. I, I think that clarifies my stance. If, if you agree or disagree with his particular views, that's really a non-issue to me. It's not about the views or the opinions, but it's about the use of the pipe name and the pipe community to project those opinions that will ultimately be divisive. Because no matter how you skin this one, those views, those opinions will, with 100% certainty, lead viewers or listeners, and by default, due to his name and representation of the pipe community, the pipe community as a whole, to an unnecessary hostility in, in comment sections, in his forums, and what would have been our Discord and our community had we decided to move forward and have him on the podcast. Pipe smoking is not supposed to be divisive. In fact, the underlying attributes of what the pipe represents is it's the absolute antithesis of what divisiveness is. Pipe smoking is, sure, a personal journey, but it is through sharing pipes where two people of dissenting viewpoints can come together and, and bond as human to human to set aside maybe even just temporarily the clashing ideals that they have. The pipe is the connection between those two people. It is not supposed to be used to divide us further. I'll end with that. Thank you guys for hearing me out on this one. The rest of this will be our original take uh, between producer guy and I, and uh, essentially we'll talk about our way forward. Stick around for this week's nightmares. They're a lot of fun. Cheers and back to the show. We didn't have an exact date. We planned for sometime in June, maybe July. We had always planned for, for Dave to be our first episode in the month of July, and that will remain the same. But we were trying to fit in a June down the rabbit bowl. And it was going to be with uh, with Pipe Cottage. And I want to be clear, man, a lot of people like this is no secret. A lot of people don't like him. He knows this. I know this. You know it. But a lot of people do like him. But a lot of people do. And that puts us in a weird situation, right? He goes to some of the events. He's been to some of the pipe shows uh, or at least some of the pipe meetups anyway. And, you know, he is a member of the community, whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not. But I'm not ignorant to some of the hurtful things that he can say on his videos. While I love drama, I love drama, love consuming it. I don't want to be a part of it. And this is probably the third or fourth time I've talked about him, maybe directly or through some kind of a disguise with some some wordplay. I want to be direct with you. I don't want to have him on my show. Producer guy and I decided long time ago that we wouldn't have him on. So this was during like his peak talk down about people sphere, his, his arc, his arc of really talking down. And then he removed a video where he got in a beef. And then over time, things somewhat mellowed out. I met him at the Squire event. He was a really nice guy to me. Again, I didn't see him be mean to anybody else. And I'm not just saying, yeah, it was great to me. I don't care as long as he's nice to me. Like, that's not what I'm saying. All I can tell you is he was cool to me. But then like some more videos started to pop back up and some, some tension started to arise. And then I made that video. Well, he had asked me if he wanted, if he could be on the podcast and I wanted to use that. We wanted to be a podcast that could put him in the hot seat. When I say that, I'm not saying, let me put my friend Alan from the Pipe Cottage, because honestly, we're acquaintances. I met him one time, shook his hand. He said some nice things about my content. I was like, I honestly didn't say anything about his. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. I know. I know who you are. <laughs> and <laughs> a brief conversation where we decided he was going to be on the show. And, and my intent was to just like not put him in his place, but say, why are you doing this? You know, if you guys seen the interview, the, the film with uh, <laughs> Franco and, and Rogan and... <laughs> Yes. Where they go interview uh, Kim, Kim Jong-un. Jong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
now minus the assassination, I wanted to be the Dave Skylark and I wanted to, I wanted to be the one to interview this guy and talk about the hard things, you know, cause whenever he does his podcast interviews with, you know, anyone else, they talk about pipe smoking. They really beat around the bush. They don't say, why are you so aggressively this way? Or what are your thoughts on this in the pipe community? Like, how do you think that these things come together? And mm. these were the things that I wanted to present and I wanted to facilitate. And I wanted to say, hey, man, like the pipe community doesn't love what you're doing. People love what you're doing. But I don't know if like the pipe community as a whole love what you're doing. And I would I would say that to his face right now. The enthusiasts, right? Because we're there's there's a difference between people who smoke pipes and the pipe community, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. You could watch his videos right now. And, and a lot of folks will be like, I don't even smoke pipes. I'm here for the the wisdom and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I would argue your content is starting to slightly separate from pipe smoking. So while you have the name, like there's a reason, a deliberate reason why I don't go on this podcast and talk about how crazy the right wing Alex Jones is, because he has nothing to do with pipe smoking. There's a reason why I don't talk about you know how crazy some of the left wing guys are. You know, like our spending in Ukraine. Like I don't talk about that stuff because it has nothing to do with pipe smoking. The reason why it becomes an issue for pipe smoking community is because his name is attached to pipe smoking. It's the pipe cottage and his channel was founded upon pipe smoking. Right. And you can argue what's the, what's that one guy, the silver hair, George Bruno, George Bruno started to do something similar while he took a different, you know, more calm route. He, he was a pipe smoking guy. He talked about smoking pipes, talked about why he did it Had a beautiful beard was, kind of in the men's health men's appearance and grooming but but it's really pipe smoking and then when people saw how awesome his beard was and loved his you know barber videos or whatever it was he started to stray into like a an influencer someone who spoke on men's health and you know how much men should you know have intercourse a week and how they should treat women and and, and like these are not like misogynistic these are just things that he thought men should be doing and they were right. very positive in nature anyway. But he started to divert from pipe stuff. And he was never called George Bruno the pipe smoker. He was just George Bruno. So it kind of made sense. And we kind of let him be. We kind of let him go do his thing. And you know, I kind of stopped watching him. When he makes a video on pipe smoking, I might check it out to see you know, if he, has a, if he throws in some crazy information that I got to attack. You know, like I'll do that, but that was kind of the problem with the pipe cod. Like the pipe cod is like a whole experiment, and I'm not trying to make this a video about the guy, uh, but this is an interesting little group where you know, like he's using a platform based in pipe enthusiasts, people who enjoy. He has a video about Savinelli pipes, got like seventy thousand views. Of a video about Peterson, sixty thousand views or whatever the hell it is. Then the following video might be talking about how country was made for these people and not other people <laughs> and like <laughs> i i am a big fan of people making like i make pipe content because i want to if you want to watch it you can i'm going to continue to make it the way i want but i i keep it very focused in pipe smoking same with my podcast I mean, you can look listen back to episode 12 right now i don't even know what that is zero one two there's going to be a lot of chat in this what, what was formerly just chatting now we're smoking and choking but but right now we're 99% focus on pipe smoking. We weren't before. And I wanted right. to get rid of that. I wanted to trim the fat and focus it in a little bit towards pipe smoking because that's what we're about, right? And there's a reason we don't talk politics. You know, it's just 
it's just not about pipe smoking. And there's a lot of energy coming out of me. I have nothing. I don't, I don't like what he's doing for the pipe smoking sphere. And he's doing something that's not positive for the pipe smoking community. So through the lens, I'm looking through, through the pipe lens. I'm not a big fan. And, and, and I thought, I do not want to associate myself or bring that potential negative energy. I don't want to bring some of those. He's, he's got like this echo chamber, whatever he says goes. And the folks who are listening will just echo in the comments how great he is or, or everything he's doing for America is. And, and that's fine. Just get rid of the pipe smoking thing. Yeah. And, and, and that's not a like that's a very hypocritical statement, <laughs> right? Like if someone were to tell me, oh, you know, you can be goofy and stuff on your videos, but get pipe smoking out of it. Like, yeah, like I, I can see how I'm I would want to smack myself for saying what I just said. But but my point is. There's not a lot of positivity coming out from that channel, from his former channel. Now it's on. Now he has his own website. He just pulled all of his YouTube videos. He finally deleted his channel. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep mine up. And I still have like when he was normal in the sphere of pipe smoking, when he was normal with how we talked about pipes and, and tobaccos and recommendations, I shouted his ass out. I shouted his ass out in like the pipe smoking of 2022 episode. This was before he had any beefs with people before he said, the government's ruining America and ruining pipe smoking and the pipe smoking sphere is dying and it's all going to be dead and sad. This is all before that. So now I'm thinking, man, I keep talking about this guy. People probably think I'm one of the dudes in the comments saying like, hell yeah, brother, Kentucky. I mean, I love Kentucky, but I don't know. I just, I just want people to be nice. And I don't think he was very good at that in person. Great at it on video in front of his, his followers, literal followers, because they're quite literally following him to his pipe cottage media, pi pipe cottage gram or <laughs> whatever he's calling it. Um, but cottage book. yeah, I don't know. My, my To wrap this very wordy, not a lot of smoking or joking here, just kind of being sad and upset. But we have decided not to have the pipe cottage on on the Get Pipe podcast, at least for now. I'm, I'm not going to say that that'll never happen. Maybe he'll turn a leaf come back be like you know what i was kind of a dick, you know but until that happens i just i just don't see it happening I, I don't i don't want to associate myself with the dude you know he's 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 made a lot of kind caring folks who've put so much energy into the sphere upset and yeah i don't like that i don't like i don't like what the pipe cottage is doing so like this has nothing to do with politics but it has everything to do with pipe smoking and I guess my last point would be, I'm not saying you can't smoke a pipe and talk about your political views, your religious views, your any other kind of view. I'm not saying it has to be about what kind of tobacco you're smoking and how long it was aged for and the shape of the pipe and how many other pipe shapes you smoked that same tobacco. And it doesn't have to always be about pipes, man. But when you're in a position where you're producing content and you're representing the pipe smoking name, the pipe smoking community, the pipe smoking people, I think you got to you got to keep it, got to keep it narrow. You got to keep it lean. You got to keep it clean. And I think he's failing in so many regards to do that. So yeah, he will not be on the Get Pipe podcast. Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Final injection. The time is now, what, 9.56 p.m. on Wednesday, the eve, just hours before this episode goes live Thursday morning. This had to be done for one reason. I said I was going to have him on the show, right? And then someone mentioned in the Discord how they wouldn't listen that particular week, citing a recent hurtful quote. 
Now that in and of itself isn't enough to stop me from making content because, you know, there's, there's many of you, there's many, many of you, but it put something into perspective. So it made me think. I then tried to go find that particular quote and, and honestly I couldn't, but what I did find was just so much content that I found to be very counterproductive to the, the unifying ideals and, and camaraderie of the pipe. I, I couldn't help but think, I just can't have this on my show. I've been absolutely kicking myself all week about this episode, man. I, I absolutely hate to discredit people who add value somewhere. And he does. He he adds value to the folks who who agree with his views. He adds value to the pipe community when he makes videos strictly about pipe smoking. And he adds value to the people who disagree with him. No matter how you look at it, no matter what, it forces us to think and to discuss. Those discussions have to be based in growth, not in a a me versus you nor an an us versus them mentality. And I just find that his, his approach to speaking to the pipe community is very demanding, commanding, and and based in a preaching method, counterproductive to, I don't know, gentle, gentlemanly and gentlewomanly discussion. Pipe Cottage, or I guess Alan, as I should say, so I'm not hiding behind the idea of, you know, putting the sword to an alias or a brand, has provided value to even me. I did really enjoy his pipe discussion videos. I got uber jealous at all of his views and subscribers, which forced me to make more videos and to develop my content further and literally right now, as he continues to add value in my life since I'm now producing 30 minutes worth of content on the guy alone. And really, this last post-production edit is aimed at the lads and lasses who enjoy both our content. I would just ask that you listen to the very end of the episode, where we continue to clarify some last points uh, on this particular topic one final time. That producer guy drops a banger quote that captures our outlook on, on the whole situation, but... My intent here is not to turn anyone against him, right? It's not to call him out and, and demand that he change. And it's not to insult or discredit those who agree with his outlook and the way he does things. And it's certainly not to shoo away those kind and loving people who might be a part of my community, but also enjoy and agree with his. In fact, I actually love his little social media thing. I, since we did that recording, I did take a look at it. And it, it does allow for that niche within the niche meaning people who desire to talk pipes, talk tobacco, talk religion, talk rights, talk politics, talk conservatism, and it, it allows them to convene. And in truth, it, it honestly discredits what I'm saying, kind of, to a degree, because he is somewhat removing himself. Which, in the end, I'm not even asking him to do, but it's the point of publicly discrediting the way he does things, just because of that whole having the pipe-smoking name, representing the pipe-smoking community. It's tough, man. I don't hate the guy. I'd love to have a deep conversation with him in person one day, and I'll still ask him the hard questions about his views, but I just think my platform is not that space. I I only wish to spread positivity, and and you all know that, and we both know that that would just raise tensions. And I hate, man, one more time, hate how I'm feeling like I am not allowing him to pipe as he pleases. That hurts by far the most. But I feel the need to push on as he is definitively a public figure in the pipe community. And when a public figure more or less demands that everyone act or speak or behave or or believe in a certain way, I have to fight that. Because those people are pipe people. And to tell pipe people to deliberately not pipe as they please is even more counter to my goals in this beautiful sphere. So like his goal is to, to spread his views on 
how he believes America and and man should should behave. I have to do it on my end with regards to the pipe community. I believe people should pipe as they please, and I will fight for that. So I, I genuinely mean no disrespect to anyone. If Alan hears this, no hate for me. Just strongly disagree with your approach, man. And then for those who are a huge fan of Alan's content, hey, no hate for me, man. I encourage you to stick around. You absolutely do have a space in my community. And the only people who don't have a space in this community are those who demand others through angry words and degrading means to live a certain way or to pipe a certain way. Okay. Sorry. Sorry I couldn't be the Samwise to your Frodo. I just hope I haven't been a Boromir. Yeah, man, there's there's a lot to unpack. Um, it, there really is. I'm not going to do it here. Um, it, it's just one of those things where I agree. You know, we all got our own political and social beliefs about things, but there's a time and place for that. And the Get Pipe podcast is not necessarily that place. And uh, yeah, I uh, appreciate you saying that. And you know what? I just wanted to thank you all for smoking and joking with us. And of course, thank you for your support of the Get Pipe podcast uh, in every way, for all the ratings, for all the reviews, for all the nice comments, for all the bad comments. You know, there's a few here and there. You know, we we appreciate it. And if you'd like to support the show financially, you can visit www.getpipe.co. Check out a little merch store. We got some merch. Our summer collection is live and we will be working on bringing more designs to you soon. Don't forget our buy around club. All the info is on www.getpiped.co. But we've got a great show planned this week with another edition of Pipe Nightmares. Not really. But following our primary topic, we'll get into yet another this or that, and we'll move into another flu-cured forum follies from our very own Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. Ooh, stay tuned for that one. Hell yes. Big thanks to the producer guy for the producer guy things. Now... Before we move into our primary topic, I want to remind you to take a deep breath, savor this moment, kindle your flame, and pipe as you please. series we haven't done in a while i think since our halloween special halloween edition but uh pipe nightmares is our series where we look at all of the different ways pipe smokers deal with these collective well nightmares that can happen to us from time to time when we are smoking our pipes adam and i uh, we kind of write a humorous light-hearted poem of sorts maybe a little write-up on on these and then we go ahead and, and discuss them afterwards and maybe some ways we can be avoid these nightmares. But if you want to hear more, go check out 057. That was a little pipe nightmare we had. But uh, one of our best ones that we had was our little Halloween edition. Maybe it's not the best one, but this is a different one from all the rest. Uh, this was 042. It was a special edition. It wasn't released on a Thursday, but this one was a little dark. So that's not the normal. The normal is lighthearted, fun, and uh, all honesty, there's some reality in this, which I think we're going to be getting today uh, with this this nightmare. And uh, yeah, I'm just super excited. I always love these nightmares because it it kind of brings about a different outlook and way to look at 
pipe smoking, these things that are bad, evidently bad. How do we how do we make them good? How do we not do that bad thing again? Yeah, Adam, what what do you got to add to this? How how have we evolved this this series among all the other ones that we've we've kind of been changing over the last couple of years or so? Dude, our pipe nightmares was always, you know, the the stepbrother to to the pipe pipe dreams. And it just did it just wasn't as cool. Uh and that's that's not a problem, right? My Dunhills that I'm looking at right now just aren't as cool as my Petersons. Yeah, I said it <laughs> through the shade. Um, but you know what I mean? That doesn't mean I don't have them on my shelf, right? That That's kind of like our, our same with our bookshelf with our nightmares and our dreams. But I wanted to put some more put some more heart into the, the Pipe Nightmare series. And what I thought the main thing missing was the content is there, right? The, the idea of, of touching on things that we don't like, things that are just... They're just pipe nightmares, you know, <laughs> when your stems break or you have your gurgle or whatever we've talked on in the past. These are pipe nightmares, but they're fun. Like, they're not like your pipe didn't get up and stab you in the heart with a stake. You know, they're not that much of a nightmare unless you listen not to the yet. Halloween one. But um, <laughs> but I felt like there was a structure issue with, mm. with pipe nightmares. And essentially, I would write these goofy things and we would just loosely talk about them so moving forward and in our continuous evolution of the get pipe podcast i wanted to add some of that structure and and from now on we're going to be continuing to do our pipe nightmare series but it's going to feature two deliberate nightmares now they'll both be again written by one or both of us and they're going to be a little bit goofy a little bit fun and i appreciate that that humorous approach to the idea of a nightmare and the funny thing is a lot of these are typically based in our own personal experience. Yeah. So I got like this, the second one kind of hits hard a little bit because it's that one is basically an allegory for something that happened to me just the other day. But we'll dive into that. But for our pipe nightmares, we're going to have two each time moving forward. And then we're going to break down the reasons that make them nightmares, how common they are, how uncommon some of these are, and then really come up with some ways to remediate, prevent, and even capitalize on some of those negative aspects of, of of our beloved sphere, our beloved hobby, this this pipe smoking hobby. I love it. I uh I haven't read through these, so I'm excited to to discuss them. I know the topics, but man, I I just love reading things. I love being surprised, to be honest. As we're going through it, it's always fun to get the the true reaction to these things. But uh let's uh let's dive into these. Let's dive into nightmare number Present the tobacco taxes too damn high party. Party people working eight hours a day and 40 hours a week. Some have a third job. Men can't afford a cello at 10. They need to feed their children breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My main job is to provide an ounce in your pocket jar, a tobacco subscription box in the mailbox, and a full pipe in your pocket. This is politics as usual, playing the silly game. It's not going to happen. I move into people. I'm here to represent those who can't afford to pay their tobacco tax. They're being charged 80% right now as we speak. They can't smoke early morning, lunch, or nightcap. Listen, 
Someone's mash just went out. A smoking pipe was just put down. Did you hear it? You gotta listen to me. Let's talk about the issue. The tobacco tax is too damn high. As a karate expert, I will not talk about ATF members up here because our woman can't afford to smoke anywhere. Nowhere to go. Once again, why? You said it. The tobacco tax is too damn high. Tobacco tax is too damn high. Party. <laughs> so are we talking about like you dropped your pipe or what do we... <laughs> dude so this one actually is well this one isn't personal to, well it could be you know I, I do actually have a direct link to this one but i'm referring back to the time when i was in washington state so we know there's several shipping bans that this is a completely separate issue but yeah uh, there's shipping bans of pipe tobacco we you listen to all of the episodes prior to 50 or whatever and you'll hear me moaning about how i can order tobacco in You'd Washington. You'd have to send it to me and then I'd have to send it to him. And Exactly. Whatever. Not not a fun gig, uh, but there are several others. There's Utah, Maine, and South Dakota. Oof. And uh, to just that is just sad. So, you know, and it just makes it difficult to be a pipe smoker, right? And as we turn to our tobacco tax, Washington State had an egregious tobacco tax, unless you were on a reservation, which I was fortunate enough mm. to be able to travel to. Uh, one of the, one of the Indian reservations to purchase my tobacco, but the location in which the Seattle Pipe Club would meet, Smoky Joe's, it was a, a little cigar bar on top of a, a casino, mm. and you know, there's no stereotypes here. It's 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 a commonplace for for uh, casinos to be on Indian reservations, uh, but in this case, it wasn't. This this one was not, if or if it was, they were not exempt from the tobacco tax. So mm. so we would be purchasing tins from Smoky Joe's, where the Seattle Pipe Club meets every every second Wednesday of the month and we would have to pay that tax. And it was not fun, you know, a 30, 30 to $40 for a, a tin of Seattle pipe club. And, and I will say Seattle pipe club tins are, they're a premium oh, tobacco. So yeah. they do yield a, a higher price than your average two Gosh. or four ounce tin, but we were paying a significant amount of tax. And then if we wanted to go to the, one of the storied tinderbox locations that are very few around nowadays, so, uh, which yeah. is, which is quite sad, but we were paying a ridiculous tax, man. You know, a, a two ounce tin would be, you know, $28, $29. So I'm talking like a Colt Blood Red Moon or something. You know, there's nothing, nothing fancy, nothing crazy good you're paying for, for pretty much mostly tax. But uh, again, you, there were some ways to get around it with the, the reservations, like deep in the reservations. There was one place that was really awesome. But it's funny how these places with shipping bans also have these high tobacco tax. And this yeah. whole story. Of course, if you haven't seen the YouTube video, this is this video aired like 12 years ago. Uh, there was a gentleman running for president or whatever. Maybe it was like county or governor or something. And he was representing <laughs> the rent. The quote, the rent is too damn high party. <laughs> and the rent is too damn high party has uh, one goal and it's to lower uh, the, the cost of rent. And this one gentleman, I think his name was Rick or Richard or something, uh, was just Everything Nick just read, that's exactly how we spoke. That's exactly, that was the exact script. And I just substituted the tobacco <laughs> tax and some other pieces to make it more pipe smoking friendly. So, you know, that, that goes along with our, our pipe nightmares, having a little bit of fun, but that is an absolute pipe nightmare. Like he says, they're being charged 80% tax right now. <laughs> and that is true. And what inspired this pipe nightmare was maybe not me since I'm living in South Carolina and I'm mm. right next to some of the, the, Biggest largest. producing, yeah. largest producing tobacco 
you know, manufacturers in, in, in the United States. But uh, our good friend, Salt City Bandit, a.k.a. Justin from the Galactic Pipe Pipe Club, he, we met this gentleman over at, uh, at the Vegas International Pipe Show. Justin yeah. was just, dude, I, I cite him every time I talk about Vegas outside of the podcast or whatever, when people are, are asking if they should make the trek or if it's worth it. I'm like, dude, I knew a dude who just made like a 12, 8, 12 hour, whatever it was from Utah all the way to Vegas. But he made this trek, man. I remember it was, it was a long one and it was just for one day. The, the end of Saturday, I think he showed up for, you know, probably 3 or 4 p.m. on and then just wanted to hang out and then he drove back. Uh, and he said he would do it again. And I, I hope to see him in, in, in Vegas next year. So Salt City Bandit, if you're listening, man, a.k.a. our, our, our good pal Justin, uh, not the good pal from Pipes, Wars, and Pals. It's another <laughs> good pal, Justin. But this is our Galactic Get by Pipe Club, good pal, Justin. And yeah, he was talking about how he went to his local brick and mortar. And by local, it was like one of three within the entire state. I think he made another ridiculous three-hour something trek. And he took a picture of the stock. And there was like your your, your typical Peterson tins and you know maybe a GLP's tin or two. And uh, not a great selection, but the point of it was not to say, hey, look at how great the selection is. It was to, hey, zoom in and look at the price. Uh, and man, that's where we saw the literal 87% tax on tobacco in Utah. Insanity. Some of these tins were like $40, $50. You know, just, just insanity, man. And that is a pipe nightmare. That is a pipe nightmare for folks who want to be pipe smokers, who want to listen to the Get Pipe podcast, who want to buy in to the hobby because we've talked about this many times you know if, if you're not trying stuff if you're not learning the tobacco you're kind of stuck you're kind of stuck in the you, you can't evolve as a pipe smoker you might be very very lucky in the first tobacco you try is your favorite but but i've always talked about you guys know i don't like virginia periques what if someone from utah goes to their local brick and mortar spends 60 dollars on a tin of tobacco grabs their first pipe and it's you know they buy a basket pipe one that we typically know to be not the best smokers uh, compared to something like a corn cob and they throw in a Virginia preak and they have my flavor palette. And now they're after 87% tax They're They're like, this is the worst ever. Why would I ever do this again? This I'm done. You know, let me, I'd rather smoke a SIG and SIGs aren't even cool anymore. Actually, SIGs are really cool, but no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But, but that's what I'm saying, man. Like that is a pipe nightmare. That, that would be the ultimate of pipe nightmare that but is. but but for this one specifically we're, we're we're looking to our friends in in utah maine south dakota washington again those states typically have the crazy high tax and and, and you can't order online and it's wild because this kind of gets into we've talked about the pipe crate before and how they've also changed some of their subscription options when you look at what you're being charged for tax and shipping for all this stuff. If you were to buy specific tins, just say from like, if you're able to buy them from Cornell and deal, um, you know, you're still charged tax on that stuff. And it, it adds up. It really adds up a lot. Even in a state like Virginia, that I think is like, Oh, this is like the cradle of the United States, like tobacco. I mean, Virginia tobacco. I don't know if it's necessarily grown here, but it's just like the, it should be about freedom and stuff like that. And yet, every time I buy a tin, I'm charged tax. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is almost as much as the tin of tobacco. It ends up being, for some of the purchases I make, like $6, $7. Mm-hmm. And a tin is like 14 
15, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, oh my gosh, wild tax. This is such a nightmare because not only is it a present nightmare, but the the nightmare in the future is also what I think about is like, how is it just going to get worse? Like, where is it going to get worse? I mean, there's absurd laws being brought up um, to limit the smoking of any sort of tobacco product after a certain point. And I think we touched on that. I think Adam had a pipe down on the California law that was uh, introduced. I don't think it was passed, but it was introduced at some point. Mm -hmm. It's just like, where is this going to go? Is there going to be a like a million percent tax so no one ever buys anything ever? Are we going to turn into Europe where it's ultimately you're taxed so much or whatever where it's like i don't want to say it's self-censoring but like it's self you you don't want to buy the stuff because you don't want to spend the money it's like it's just not worth it to do it damn it's such a bummer dude yeah my question is like how do you get around this stuff is there is there even a way you move to south carolina (laughs) dude man it's really tough depending on what state you know you live in so there, there's some states with a, an extremely high tax. So Minnesota is a good example. They have a 95%, oh. um, but it's not to exceed, you know, 50 cents uh, per per cigar or I uh. believe per. So, so like it's not that bad. Um, I don't know what it is specifically for pipe tobacco. Uh, pipe tobacco is weird, man. A lot, of, a lot of these excise taxes are based in cigarettes, uh, large cigar, premium cigars, uh, little cigars, and then chewing tobacco. I believe the pipe tobacco is, it, it's not going to be the same for every state, but it's generally in that large cigar premium cigar mm. tax category. So if you are living in a state where you can't ship tobacco into the state, so those, those four or five states I'd mentioned before, you're, you're kind of at a loss. So legally, you are not allowed to have a friend ship it to you your anything any yeah. any kind of tobacco shipping directly which is ironic because you can order this is pie tobacco a loose tobacco but you can order cigars in washington in these states you can yep you can order oh. cigars which is insane right you know I, I don't know if i don't know if that's for every state i'm sure there's probably a each one's going to be different i only have experience with washington and, and i'm not a i'm not a tax or legal advice guy so i'm just giving you my own experience but what i will say is you know a common practice is to and it's not it's not ideal it's to purchase a p.o box in the neighboring state in the closest place you can and Mm. order all of your tobacco in bulk to that p.o box go pick it up once a month once a year Uh, but but p.o boxes are not cheap neither is the drive you know some some people are gonna be like dude that's seven hours the seven hour drive um but there is a law that also says people can't look in your mail. So if you happen to order tea from your favorite tobacconist, I know you're maybe your friend as well. You can maybe maybe get some tea from your friends. Uh, but but for the folks who are who do have maybe, you know, New York, 75 percent tobacco tax, they can still purchase. But maybe they want to avoid that. You know, maybe maybe purchase and send to a friend to avoid that tax. This is something I, that I would do a lot. So I'm from New Hampshire where we have no sales tax. You have no tobacco tax. Love that. I would send stuff directly home and then I'd I'd pay mom to ship it out. Get mom to get it in a package and and send it my way. And I was able to save a lot of money doing that in bulk, right? We don't want to be doing this every, you know, order. Then you're just pretty much paying the tax that you would have been paying otherwise, right? That is like one awesome thing about the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club is for the folks who are 
in positions where they can't order tobacco or, you know, maybe they don't trust uh, putting their credit card over the internet. I don't know. Like you should, cause it's 2023, but you know, we <laughs> have folks who will send you, I can literally say right now, so many people in the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club who would be willing to, and you can go completely anonymous, right? You know, say your name's, I don't know. Toby. Mick. Maybe Giggles. something cooler like, what? No, I'm talking. Oh, I'm I thought like, you meant their real name. You're talking their, oh, you're talking their. Yeah, make a name up. Name. Maybe your name's like. Uh, Falcon Punch. No, that's not a name. That's not a name. I'm, I'm thinking like. Derek Thunder Punch. <laughs> I don't know. Come up with a cool name, man. And that's what one amazing thing about uh, Discord, our app, is is you can have an alias, man. So while we say AKA Justin, it's because he has Justin at the end of his, his alias, yeah. uh, Salt City Bandit. If he didn't have that, I would be calling him Salt City Bandit for the rest of the time, you know? And, and we have folks like that. We, we, I don't know their name and I don't care to ask. And that's just how it is. People like their an, an anonymity. Anemone. Dude, the clownfish from Nemo lives in an anemone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that is one really, really awesome thing. So, hey, yeah, you got to you know take a little bit of a risk and telling someone your, your shipping address. But again, get a P.O. box or something and you can send that shipment to the the folks, a friend in the galactic game, pre prearrange this, right? Don't just start sending stuff because I'm going to start keeping things and hiding it away. Uh, you know, maybe get pipes isn't the best person to send your stuff to. But of course, as I had mentioned, there are folks in our galactic get pipe pipe club who would like to help you out. And I hate that answer. I really wish it was, oh, all we got to do is vote, you know, tomorrow. And then if we all, if everyone listening votes, we can get rid of all of these dumb rules and dumb laws and dumb taxes you know, because no one wants to pay a tax on the tax that they got taxed and, you know, they on the taxable income. And then when they want to make a purchase, it's taxed. And then when it's at the end of the year, they got to pay that tax again unless they, you know, were taxed enough. And if they weren't taxed enough enough, then they'll get taxed even more. Dude, let's run for president and vice president. No, let's not. Uh, let's run for pipe. Get piped club president. Which we are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh, man. man so the last option move yeah and i hate that answer yeah i hate that answer that's not I a real one that. it's like oh, if you don't like where you are just move even the stuff like the stuff about america it's like if you wait our country just get out and it's like okay yeah sure but it's like yeah that that's not a realistic yeah it's cancer <laughs> except all those celebrities who say crazy stuff i would say our last option and it's it's something you, you know is coming Get to a pipe show, man. Get to a pipe meetup. Find a pipe club. People will bring the tobacco to you. Literally. Whether it's prearranged, whether it's something you purchase there on the floor. Cool thing about buying tobacco at a pipe show. You don't pay tax. I don't know if that's... Do we need to take this out? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let the sellers figure it out when they're doing their, their, their income tax at the very end of the year. And I'll have you sorted out on your end when you're doing your tax at the end of the year. But, but for the most part... At that current point in time, you don't really have to worry about that. So, And there's also people who bring tobacco for everyone to try. So if you're someone who doesn't know what your palate is, you can try stuff, plenty of stuff. You can also try old stuff that has been around for decades. This is what that community is about, right? Like you get these little samples, you can try all sorts of things. 
the Chicago Pipe Show is great for having just this tobacco table. Anyone can take a little bit of mm-hmm. super rare blends or just normal everyday blends. But yeah, man, tobacco tax is too damn high. Lower it or, you know, let's just be resourceful and you know, join the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. You know, find find a way to to beat these taxes. But we got another nightmare. We got a second one. And this one, I think, hits a little close to home for Adam. He will be reading this one. But Adam, is there anything you wanted to to add before you, you read this real life nightmare? Yeah, this is like a poem-y kind of thing. This is really getting back to my rhymy, goofy approach to, to the nightmare again. But yeah, this one hurts, but we're going to get through it. So well, we'll, I'll give you the debrief at the very end. Once upon a time, in a small town sublime, lived a man, a pipe smoker in his prime. He had completed a course, a milestone so grand, it wasn't that grand, but, and an honor awaited, a celebration planned. He polished his shoes, no I didn't, ironed his uniform so fine, no I didn't, for the special occasion. (laughs) He was on cloud nine. His dress shirt, pristine white, oh so neat. He decided to hide his pipe, oh what a feat, into the breast pocket he tucked it away. Covered by his overcoat, a secret to stay. A stroke of good luck, a reason to cheer. He marched off to the ceremony, no hint of fear. The summer month, however, had arrived, bringing its wrath, a searing heat wave scorching his path. But his high spirits prevailed. He didn't mind. For the honors he'd received, he was inclined. Two hours past, the ceremony was grand. Applause and accolades, a joyous band. Yet he couldn't help but feel a sweaty plight beneath his dress uniform, a hot woolen fright. When he finally reached home, feeling weary and spent, he removed his jacket, a sigh of content. He placed the Italian pipe, a token of bliss, on his desk, dreaming of smoky smoke, smoky kiss. But as he undressed, a shock was in sight, a small red stain causing his heart to take flight. He checked his bare chest, fearing the worst. No blood, no wound. Just a stain? He cursed. Curiosity struck. He stared at the spot, wondering how it got there, connecting the dots. Then, a sudden realization caused his face to turn pale. It was his pipe. Oh, what a dreadful tale. He dashed to the desk, picked it up with care, inspecting it closely. Despair is in the air. The red stain aggressively marred the pipe's grace. Sweat had tarnished it. What a disheartening case. No smoke was enjoyed. No pleasure of puff. The pipe was left untouched. Life can be tough. Though the celebration was a resounding delight, a pipe smoker's nightmare tainted this night. So remember this tale. Dear folks with a dream, when life throws you sweats, or so it may seem, don't let the mishaps deter your delights, for the high spirits can shine even in the darkest night, unless you ruin your Sir Jacopo pipe that you were really excited to smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is good. That was very direct. Might have been a little bit cryptic. So Uh, the the, the bottom line is, dude, tobacco tax is too high. 
Yeah, the tobacco tax is too damn high. <laughs> Man, just this past uh, past week, while Get Moms was here, I uh, had my little graduation that I had talked about last week uh, of this finance course, and we had to wear our, our dress blues, which a very warm woolen uniform in uh, the heat of the the South Carolina sun. And as I'm leaving, man, I packed my Sir Yacopo pipe in my undercoat or in my undershirt. I put it right into the dress pocket, the little white. It was pristine. This thing was good. You know, I definitely didn't iron it or shine my shoes. But another story, I threw that in there and then I put on my overcoat and it was this. It was just like a wholesome Adam being get piped, even though he's going to be you know, Captain Floyd, you know what I mean? Like I get to keep a little bit of right, right. Get piped with me. And like, honestly, the worst part here, I had no real intent of smoking it because I knew I wouldn't have the opportunity that said, get piped ain't never going to be seen without a pipe. Right. True. So I had it with me, made me feel good. A little, little tip of luck, a, a beautiful Italian piece that was, it's one of my more expensive pieces. It's would be a great celebratory piece if I had the opportunity to smoke it, which I had tobacco in my car, but this was an empty pipe. This wasn't ready to go. I, I just brought it with me. And when I got to my car before I'd left, I pulled it out of my pocket as I took off my coat, hung up the coat in my car, and then I put the pipe on the seat with like some a stack of papers, got in the car, left. When I got back home, got out of the car, and I was grabbing my coat, I grabbed this little stack and I, I had the little pipe sitting there on top. And I noticed like a little bit of like a faded side like it looked a little faded but i don't know if it was because the sun was just directly mm. on it and i'm drenched in sweat too and i'm like dude Classic. I, this this looks bad but uh, it's probably just the sun and i go inside i put it down and then i'm I'm going to change so as i take off my coat I, I hang it up and then i'm starting to take off my undershirt and i put my undershirt on the hook and i hang it up now i'm undoing my pants and stuff and and i look up and i see a little red stain a little per- pinkish peachish looking stain and I'm just like, what Uh-oh. the hell is that? And I look at my 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 nips and I'm like, man, am I bleeding? Like, did I cut myself? My or, you know, one of my badges or something? And I was just like, what is that? I, like, this shirt's probably ruined. But it didn't look like blood. But I don't know. I was like, did I? It looked like I put makeup on to like cover a blemish on my chest and then put a shirt. Like, that's exactly what it looked like. But I didn't do that. So I, I, I just look at the shirt for a couple minutes. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, what, what, what could possibly have done this? And then I was just like, oh, no. And that's when the, the image of that little dullness in the pipe. And this is a very lightly smoked pipe. Like, I've not smoked this more than six times. Yeah, I got a Las Vegas. And it's just like a nice Italian oh, yeah. celebratory kind of piece. I remember you and got I was that. like, oh, my gosh. What I saw was what I saw and had to have been from the sweat. So I run over and I pick it up and dude, the whole left side of it where it was up against my, my chest, you know, still in my shirt is just dull. Like this, there's just no stain shine at all. And, And like I said, because it's been lightly smoked everywhere else is still very shiny. And I just, I was kind of crushed. I was kind of crushed. Like this was the stains dull over time right if you look at any right. of your especially for folks who smoke smooth grain pipes as like a work pipe that thing dude that thing will just be dull within you know a couple of weeks but this is this is what i saw and i was like there's no way and and it wasn't until i saw the stain and put the connected those dots where i was like it, it was definitely from that one three hour session of you know sweat 
<laughs> and yeah, man, I'm I'm super bummed. It, that's this is just a huge pipe nightmare to me because I'm looking at this beautiful Suryakapo pipe that was I don't know these things are worth like four hundred dollars or something Ooh. crazy, and it's it's just not the way it was made. And and this isn't impossible to fix, but a significant amount of stain was just gone, like a significant amount. So yeah, man, this was a pipe nightmare. And it's funny when we when we talked about the idea of of doing a pipe nightmare about a week ago. We, we had made the decision before this had happened and it was very, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's the pipe, the lords of pipedom that made this happen for this episode. I don't know, because it's definitely great content to talk about because this is a problem that can happen, right? It is, yeah. But I do wish that it didn't happen. <laughs> I want this to be not this way. My question then is, you said there's ways to sort of fix it what are those ways if you if you have them off the top of your head? Yep. So the the primary way, the the first immediate way, this is the the poor man's way. And a lot of folks will do this too, especially the rims. When you hear me say that, you're probably thinking saliva, not saliva, but your the little I'm talking mid-afternoon, the glisten. That's like the best way to put it. The little little shine that that your forehead produces and like your cheeks. Yeah. Like it's not it's not sweat, but like that oil. The oil that kind of makes your face glisten. Yeah. That is like the first way. That's the cheap, oh. immediate way. If you have a, a pipe that's a little bit dull, it's going to sound stupid. You're going to think I'm pranking you, but I'm actively rubbing this Suryakapo around my temple, my Which forehead. Really weird. It does look aggressively weird, but in between like, you know, that little nose bridge and little nose. Yeah, you get the you nose know? oils. It, it, it's all that oil, which is free on you all the time, pretty much. And that alone typically brings a healthy shine to your pipe, and it's not going to damage it in any way. If anything, it's going to it's going to help your pipe. It's it's giving it that just slight shine. Now it doesn't last forever, right? <laughs> but you can do it every time. You know, it's starting to, to get a little bit dull. Unfortunately, mine was too far gone. The, the amount of stain that was removed was was too much for a little bit of like a forehead shining right it helped a little bit but just not enough compared to the rest of the pipe it seems as if that's a good way to solve a dull pipe not a pipe that has lost stain seemingly exactly that that's a great way to put it so for mine which has in fact lost some stain you can go the buffing wheel route so these things absolutely can be buffed out or rather buffed up in a sense Mm, true but not everyone's got one I do have one. I don't know how to use it. Never plugged it in. Do you still have your lathe? I do not have the lathe. That's another story. Um, but that's a, that's, a, that's a pipe nightmare. That's a pipe nightmare. That's a financial nightmare. That's not even a pipe nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but well, maybe next pipe nightmare we'll, we'll touch on that one. But, but this one, man, you can, you can buff it out. There is a lot of technical needs and experience needed for this, none of which I have. None of which that I've even tried looking into. But one thing I can tell you is a lot of folks will try to buff out their pipes with a buffing wheel that they purchased. Maybe it was from Harbor Freight or something. And they end up doing a lot of damage to their pipe. They get it to a point of no return. And we don't want that. I don't want that, which is why I'm not going to try it. But that said, any pipe maker can do it. You can go to any brick and mortar that has some kind of a pipe shop within and that's not very common, as we all know, brick and mortars aren't common at all. But if I were to True. go to LJ Peretti with this pipe, they would bring it right down to the buffing wheel, buff it up real quick. If I brought this to McCranny's in, in North Carolina, you know, right there, right in front of my face, they'd put it on a buffing wheel and, and buff it up. Hmm. Other tobacconists 
might have this just because if they sell pipes, they might not be in the business of making pipes, but they want these pipes that sit on shelves that do dull over time. If someone wants to purchase it, it's it's just like a great common practice to grab that pipe and throw it on the buffing wheel. But there's a, a method to it. And sometimes it can include adding more wax or whatever. These are things I don't understand, but I'm telling you there's a way. That would probably be my next step if I could just go right down the road to up tobacconist, which I knew had this capability, I, I would go do that next. The final thing, well, maybe not the final, final thing, would be to send it off to a restorer. That would be like the the next best method. And for about 25 bucks, man, I could get this thing. If it was heavily smoked, I could get it completely cleaned, completely reamed, completely sanitized, and they would bring that shine right back. They would get rid of all the rim char. They'd get rid of all the teeth chatter. And for just 25, maybe 30 bucks, I got a pretty much brand new pipe. And, and that's something that I love about some of these Piper stores. I, I'm not going to, if you're a Piper store and you're listening to the show, I will absolutely blast you. But I'm not going to go out of my way to to give you recommendations of folks I've worked with. I've worked with many. Right. A lot of them are really cool. But if you're, if you're a listener and you do do restoration, either part-time, professionally, whatever, let us know. Send us an email, show at getpipe.co. And in next episode, we will talk about you because I love you. I love that you listen to my show. Uh, and then I will send this to you and we'll make a YouTube video about it. So free, free stuff. Boom. Free eyes on. But that would be my next step, man. And then I guess the final, this is like the nuclear option. And this is like more of a joke because I don't think anyone should ever do this. It would be to let the pipe, the entire pipe rest inside a little container of alcohol, oh. the entire pipe. So what this will do is it will completely eradicate your stain. It will completely <laughs> clog your damn briar. And a briar briar's pretty is dense, right? It, it's not very porous, so that is good. So I wouldn't let this sit in for a year, but maybe, maybe 24 hours, 48 hours. I, I'm going to say right now, uh, before we even get to the end, I do not. I think this is crazy, and I don't <laughs> think anyone should do this, but people do. But it's an option. It's the nuclear option. But it is an option. If you really wanted to restore the hell out of a pipe, if you got a, an estate pipe that was absolutely just just wrecked, just absolutely wrecked, maybe even gross, putting it in alcohol, the entire wood and all, again, don't recommend it, but wood and all into this thing, it will completely remove the stain. It will completely sanitize everything in there. All the carbon will pretty much come right out. Your stem will be pretty much clean, if you may. Uh, but But significant steps would be required afterward, right? Once you get this thing out, you got to let this thing dry for weeks, weeks. You want this thing completely dry, right? A lot of times they say when you're done a smoke, you want to let the pipe rest for at least 24 hours, 48 hours. That, that to me is, that's wahoozy. That's, that's supposed to mean like wacko. Wahoozy. Wahoozy. You know, that's wahoozy. (laughs) <laughs> Annie, <laughs> Annie. No, I don't know. It's like that's like old wives' tale stuff. And I don't think you really. I don't want to get into it. Don't call me out. I don't rest my pipes. Sue me. But but if you were to submerge your damn briar in in a solution, you would need to let it rest for a long time. You need this thing to be completely completely dry, and you don't want to do it artificially either. That would just cause a lot of problems. So just temperate climate. Let it chill. After that, you got to probably re-sand the thing. You will definitely have to re-stain the thing. And I don't even know the process of staining because I'm not a pipe maker, but I, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not just pipe stain done. You know, there, there's coats of things that you have to put on. There's there's waxes and things that you got to do when you're buffing it. And 
and it, you're basically doing the buffing method, but now extremely more involved. Uh, so if you're if you're already not good at that part, I would not advise you to go do this. But this would be great for a little passion project, right? If you're mm. if you've been in pipe smoking for a while and you wanted to just mess around and you had the materials or had access to the materials, this could be a fun way to get into restoring. A lot of folks who do the restoring started just for fun. Maybe flip a couple pipes on eBay and then it became like, man, this is once you get the technique down, you can kind of rip these out and and make make a genuine good amount of money and for 25 bucks for less than an hour's worth of work on some of these pipes you know that's a solid income depending on how many you get right that would be like the nuclear option and that's not something that i think that's just crazy to me i would never personally put my pipe put my wood in a solution if, it, if it's that far gone it's just probably not worth it to me but or to send to, for 25 dollars, just send it to a yeah and they'll, and they'll figure a way to, to to make it and it might be it might even be more but it's like, yeah, but, but you're going to get a professional to do yeah. it. And, you know, I've gotten, I've had several, several pipes restored ones that I've got from eBay. I don't necessarily do it anymore. I actually have two, one I need to get repaired. doesn't necessarily need to be restored, but then I got one that you will see in the next episode of get piped on YouTube, uh, my factory pipe collection edition. I have a little Peterson tankard here that I purchased from eBay with the intent to go and restore it. And this was about two-ish, three-ish years ago and never did it. So it's still sitting here and needs restoring. I can smoke it. It's it's smokable. It's kind of old and gross, but it, it's the best method. It's the best method out there. But but for this Sir Jacobo, I, I don't quite know. This is one of those things where I, I want this to be taken care of. $25 will get me like a full restoration of that Peterson barrel that I was just talking about. That is in rough shape. The The stem is completely oxidized. The, it needs a little bit of a reaming. It needs uh, probably it needs to be buffed out completely. That's $25. This, I don't really want to pay $25 just to get it buffed. Like that's that's a 30 second gig. I don't know. I am open. Let the get. I'm using this as like a judge. I'm like now using my old pipe as like a, a gavel. Gavel. There we go. Let the, the get pipe pipe community will decide. Send in an email, write in the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. Tell me how I should fix this or who should fix it or what my course of action is. Because I don't want to do the $25 thing. What is the answer? The gavel is still being banged. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> He's just swinging his arm. That's like when people use air quotes who don't know how to use it. Like they'll say a whole sentence and just continue to do <laughs> the air quote thing. Is that a as thing? As if every word is quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote, quote unquote. <laughs> Man. Thank you for sharing that. Um, mostly so maybe someone can avoid it as we're heading in this, these summer months. Don't put your nice nice pipe in your pocket, yeah. especially if you're you're going on a lunt or you're just walking around. Maybe you're at the beach. Eh, people don't really smoke at the beach too much. But if you are, beware. Beware of the sweat. Beware of the stain coming off your pipe. Beware of all the other pipe nightmares out there that will haunt you for your days. Let's go. Let's go. We got a little bit of this, all of that. And then we got some flu cured forum follies from our own Discord. But before that, let's get into our this or that. This is a pipe smoking edition. 
We got one from our good friend Smoke Baca, and then we got four from our good friend Samaritan. So we'll start off with Smoke Baca, aka Don. He asks, one tin of every tobacco ever made or the same number of tins of your favorite tobacco? And I will caveat this with, this is a similar question that that we've received before, where I think we were asked seven pipes and a hundred tobaccos or a hundred pipes and seven tobaccos. Um, somewhat similar-ish, but uh, we're talking a lot of tobacco here. Don's always coming up with some good ones. Um, one tin of every tobacco ever made or the same number of tins of your favorite tobacco. So that would mean I would have thousands, thousands of, of, of one tobacco. <laughs> I'm going to go with one tin of every tobacco ever made. That is way more fun. And even though I would say probably 40% of that, I wouldn't really care for. It would still be fun. And that's a low number. I feel like. 40% I would not care for at all. Like I'd be like, this is not good. I'd say probably 20%. I'd be like, yeah, it's all right. And then maybe I'd say another 20% would be like, wow, this is really good. And then another 20 you just yeet yeah it would probably be like yeah yeah i gotcha i'm on the same side i would like to do a tin of every tobacco ever made just because that's that's interesting to me i am not currently in my pipe smoking journey where i want to smoke the same thing every time it's like same with like like i love i love pizza yeah i don't know if it's my favorite food but say it is i don't want pizza every day Yeah. yeah i don't know all right next one again these next four are from our good friend samaritan He's he's kind of on a smoke baka level. I know Samaritan's younger than our friend Don, but these are great ones. Instantly age tobacco or instantly put it to the perfect moisture level. I feel like I've heard this before. Maybe. This might have been on one of the squires. Oh. Damn, okay. I'm making it to the big leagues, huh? Ooh. Um, I would say you gotta say instantly age, right? Really? Um Do you? Do you? Do you? These are all opinion based, by the way, folks. I'm going to go with perfect moisture level. Yeah, that's what I would Yeah, do. Yeah, I was going to go instantly age one because the aging just takes a long time. It does. The perfect moisture level typically doesn't. A lot of times I'll just spread it on my little, my little leather dish or something. And within two minutes, uh, I'm ready to pack. But if I could just every tobacco tin, whatever, whatever that number is, what if what if what if there's like a exact perfect moisture level and it's actually not opinion based Ooh, what if, like what if there is a figure we just don't know it because that's a good question are so different but if, if we were to all have the quote perfect moisture level and it's definitely going to be based on the tobacco so some aromatics will, will have to be wet and whatever that wetness is hmm. that's interesting i don't know we need but, to ask the 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 big hitters of the tobacco blending uh, oh well they, they'll 100 percent say it's opinion based 100 yeah. percent, and most of them will actually I would say will likely lean towards drier, but yeah, you know what, dude, a lot of the older guys are going to be like, what? No age tobacco, age tobacco, but man, dude, I'm, 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 I'm a younger guy. I, I got time to wait. I'm not, I'm not too concerned with, with seller tobacco. And another part of me too, it, for me, seller tobacco is at least age seller. When I say seller age, deliberately age tobacco to get a, a specifically different flavor. That is only really interesting to me the way someone like Jay Furman does it and a lot of others too but Jay Furman is always smoking the same aged escudo blend mm. like it's the exact I think it's like eight or nine years whatever his favorite generally is 
And it's because he's always buying more. And by the time he gets to that tin, it's going to be eight years later. So he just has this constant revolving door of tobacco in that specific age variation. So that's interesting to me because it's, it's repeatable. It's, you can consume, like, this is your thing. You are now just smoking a Scudo with eight years age or whatever, whatever the hell it happens to be. But for me to enjoy just one tin of pure Virginia, you know, that I aged, maybe I have two or three left. Yeah, that's really cool. But if I can't replicate it, well, I guess now I'm starting to think maybe that's why I would want the ability to to selectively age it. But I don't know, man, there there's a there's a tip off point. And to be completely honest, I don't know what it is. And I only know my opinions of what other people's opinions are. So I'm going to go with the, the moisture thing. I can tell when a tobacco is right moisture level or not. I can't necessarily tell how much better a age Virginia is versus when I say how much I'm like, I know it's better, but I can't tell you how much better. Like, I can't say it's 10 times better, nine times better. I'm just, right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the cellaring process, the aging process is a personal journey that needs to be experienced deliberately through the literal aging process, the, the process of time going by. And, and that is the tuition to appreciate the tobacco's age and taste. Yeah. And this one to me goes back to the last one we just talked about. It would make sense to me to age tobacco instantly if you like had a lot of the same stuff, like like you talked about with Jay's stuff going through that. It would make sense to want to instantly age that if you know it. But since we are of the have every tobacco blend ever, I would want it to be instantly, you know, perfect moisture level, be able to mm-hmm. smoke. And I, these two questions are obviously not related, but just with that same mindset that we just discussed previously. Yeah, I would say perfect moisture level because I think sometimes that's my um, struggle is like I want to smoke this tobacco, but I do still like aromatics and it's still kind of wet. And, you know, like we talked about ones where it was like three weeks later and it was still not good. But this next one, would you rather smoke discontinued blends or unreleased blends? Unreleased blends. Really? Dude, I have zero desire to smoke discontinued blends. Like really zero. I have a desire to collect discontinued tins that are full and sealed. That's a little bit different. So I have yeah. I have probably one of every Frogmorn. I do. I have one of every Frogmorn. I have one of every, you know, I have the 40th anniversary of McClelland. I have all of the what are they? The the GLP's collaboration with the NASPC, the, the Lord of the Rings tins. I'm pretty sure I have one of every one. I really hope I have one of every one. But I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on that stuff and that's for a collectible like i don't have any desire to smoke them actually i deliberately have the desire to not smoke them i don't Mm. care about what they taste like what's in them i just like that they're a complete set of closed things so i will i will go off and say that there's a there's a chance though like those those lord of the rings ones are kind of an anomaly uh because it's like a i'm like a lord of the rings collector and i'm also a pipe guy so it's it, it kind of puts a foot in two camps but the mcclellan one a little bit less of being a pipe collector like that is absolutely applicable to pipe smoking and right the, like pipe smoking history but it's not something that i was around for i got into pipe smoking i think six months to a year before they closed down didn't even know i couldn't when i, when I was smoking a pipe i couldn't even name a single tobacco company i didn't even know mcclellan's existed never even heard the name didn't hear it until like 2020 or 2021 when i finally found out about good tobacco and then they're like oh well they're discontinued or they're gone you know so i was like oh well let me buy all these blends and i i bought so many of them because of how 
rare it was, right? I just totally bought into the to the hype. Like I smoked a lot of them, and they're good, but I don't I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I like the idea of my pipe smoking experience to be rooted in reality. So what I mean by that is when I smoke a tin of an available tobacco, when I smoke a pipe from an available pipe factory, I get like this this good nostalgic feeling that I'm an active current modern pipe smoker. When I smoke old blends that are t- that taste good, I'm like, yeah, this tastes good. This is cool, but in my head, I'm not like this isn't significantly, you know, this isn't getting a steak at Outback versus getting a steak at, you know, a Michelin five-star restaurant. And because I don't have that experience between, you know, a tin of Frog Morton and a tin of whatever English Virginia mixture, I don't know. I just I just don't care. I I feel like in my own opinion, the discontinued blends, because I didn't grow up with them, right? So I'm not I'm not discounting folks who, you know, the Brian Levines who smoke all the Blakeney's but best and whatever. <laughs> he grew up with that stuff. Like that was his thing. And then they discontinued it. And now we wanted to get all of it. Totally different. If they discontinued Mac Baron Burley Flake, if if Taxion from you know, LJ Peretti was going out of no longer blending it, I would buy a lot of it. And then, then I, this this opinion might be different. But for this current time being, I just don't have a blend that really changed me to where I would like the discontinued blends. And even if it was forever, you can always smoke the discontinued blends. I don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah, I'm smoking the thing that you can't have. The unreleased blend, at least it implies that it's going to come out. Right. And I like that idea. I like the idea. I mean, we do that. I'm very fortunate yeah. to have this podcast in my YouTube channel where these manufacturers will send me the stuff to try and talk about on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. And I think that's cool. I, I really appreciate that. And it's like a, it's like almost like a quote payment for, you know, staying up for two hours on a mon- Sunday night to, to record the stuff to, to produce content. Like it's like a, a cheap little way to say thank you and also talk about my. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I am. I think I'm on the unreleased blend side just cause I've no, I don't have a foot in the camp of, discontinued stuff because i'm not if you haven't found out by now i'm not a tobacco guy i'm a pipe guy and uh yeah so i put stuff in my pipe and smoke it but i i like the stories i like Mm -hmm. the craftsmanship of actual pipes and i think that's what i'm more of a collector of than i am of um, actual tobaccos so with that being said unreleased stuff because yeah it'll come out i'll try it i'll probably get it and It'll be cool. So Well, it, it goes into with like these Dunhill pipes and I talk about it. I keep all, all my brain right now has been on this, this video that I'm <laughs> making and because it's, it's like I said, it's grandiose and I put a lot of thought into it, but I talk about my Dunhills and how I have one, two, three, four, five, five of them right now. I'm looking at them. Only two of which I really like one of which has a meaning and Dunhills. I got these because of this whole thing, like the whole quote discontinued Dunhills are still being made. Uh, under, di- I mean, same name, just slightly different. Not going into that, uh, but but historically speaking, the old Dunhills were like the English pipe makers, just the top shining star, yeah. right? So I bought into that, and I was like, man, I love pipe smoking. I love pipes, so I should own the shining stars, and I do. And I never smoke them because I didn't grow up with them. They just don't. Yeah. They're just not that cool to me, and. Yeah, man. I th- I think the future's now, old man. The future's now, old man. I'm I'm ready to to get the new artisan pipe. I'm ready to get the new fi- like the Peterson Rua that came out last year. What a kick ass pipe! 
What a great addition to factory pipes. I think that Peterson Rua that I own is way cooler than all of those Dunhills over there. And, and it might not be the best quality compared to them. There might be a factual answer that the Briar is better or you know the aged Briar, the, the Vulcanite or whatever the hell it is. But in terms of opinion, I like that pipe way more than those Dunhills. Those Dunhills are going to go to redeem pipes pretty soon. And, you know, someone who valued Dunhill pipes when they were growing up will cherish those. Unlike me, where they just sit on this shelf and I reach for them once a year. Great take. Good take. All right. Next one. Let a pipe smoker learn on their own or take them by the hand and teach them everything you know. That's a great question, man. That is. That is a great question. I'm going to go with take them by the hand, teach them everything I know. I love trials and I love tribulations, but I think with a, a hobby this niche, and, and we've talked about this in our an episode, I think our pipe dreams a couple episodes ago, we are way too modern. Like I, I genuinely believe that eventually pipe smoking will die. It won't be in my life because I'll continue to smoke until the last day. Probably won't be my kid's life, but in their, that following generation, it, it's very possible. And the reason being is I cite how fast paced, how quick things are. And this is a very deliberately slow thing. And unless you have someone walking you through, guiding you through, we will not be able to usher the next generation of pipe smokers. Like this is, this is one of those things that people like learning how to be a platoon leader in an infantry platoon, definitely going to be some trials and tribulations that you need to learn on your own. It's part of the grooming process, but that's for something completely different and something like pipe smoking, which is already very, very niche. It's, it's not going to get less niche by not teaching people how to do it. And I just, I just can't help but think you get that guy who has the same palate as Adam in the very first pipe he smokes is a Virginia Perique. And he's like, okay, this sucks. I don't even know how to pack the damn thing. And it tasted bad. I'm out. You, you need to be a guide. We need to continue to bring our friends in and you can start off his jokes like, yeah, old, old guy. I'm an old guy smoking my pipe, you know, corn cob, Popeye, the sailor man, you know, get them to laugh a few times. And then you start to slowly introduce it more and more and more. And then they see that you take it seriously. And they're like, oh, wow, you are actually into this. Okay, how about you sit me down and, and walk me through this packing thing? Okay, how about you sit me down and talk me through all the tobaccos? How about I sit down alone, listen to the Get Pie podcast, and hear about these different options? Totally team, take them by the hand, and teach them the way. Yeah, I love that. I agree. It's hard. I don't really have a... Um like a pipe club meetup by me. So it's definitely sometimes hard. And at this phase in my life, it is, it's hard, you know? Yeah. I, I really would appreciate that, that handholding. Um, and I think I would like to do that with someone else as well. All right. Last one. Ooh, this is a good one. Create a get piped pipe show or create a get piped brick and mortar tobacconist. Damn. I don't know if I have an answer for this one immediately. I'll, I'll tell you what, Samaritan, just between you and me, everyone else, block your ears. <laughs> I have been, I've wanted to do both, and I've had loose plans to do both. And when I say loose plans, I mean a couple notes on a piece of paper, you know, a, a 10-year goal, 5-year goal, 20-year goal, whatever it is. I will plan a pipe show. I don't know if I will plan the next great big international pipe show that's reoccurring, or if I just help one of the ones that are currently in transition from owners. I don't know. I will plan a pipe show. It won't be called the Get Pipe Pipe Show, but I will plan a pipe show. 
And it would be very much influenced by the way I like to run my show. It would be, it would have a lot of fun. It would have a lot of historical aspects, philosophical aspects, purchasing, selling all the same thing as what you would typically find in a pipe show. But yeah, I will plan one one day. I'm young, right? I got, I got plenty of time in this sphere. My day will come that this is long time coming, but a, a get pipes exclusive pipe show. I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think I would ever have something that was branded get piped and, and be a, a particular show per se. But that doesn't exclude the option of a potential retreat or or getaway. True. That's something else that we've also been planning kind of, I say loosely, like these are five, 10 year goals. But dude, like a tobacconist, I would love more than almost anything to continue. I would love to get paid <laughs> to paid Smoke enough money pipes. to where I'm not stressed, but but work on YouTube videos, work on podcasts, and then spend my day earning a small wage in a tobacco shop potentially owned by me i would love it for it to be owned by me but then i would pay someone else to to manage it in in the term in the sense of you know the business aspect i'd like to you'd pay me pretty pretty much like i don't i don't i want to just be an employee i want i want to be the guy that kind of like in the office where very end of the show he goes to the american idol or whatever and he's wearing like an old man thing and it's very (laughs) clearly he's not an old man but then he takes it off he's like oh you thought I was an old man, but it's me. That's kind of what I want as the as working at a tobacco store. I want to own it, mm. but I want to be the guy behind the counter. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, this place is great. I smoke pipes. I work here part time. You know, kind of. I don't know. That was kind of a stretch there, but I'm not blind to the fact that brick and mortar shops are not very income heavy driven business models, right? So right. I wouldn't want to hamstring my family or my my love for smoking pipes. I wouldn't want to be like, oh, man, I got to work another crazy amount of hours. We got to sell this much in order for me to not close down my shop. So I have this big grandiose plan to get some kind of income from real estate. Maybe it's my retirement in the military. I don't even know if I'm going to be in the military that long, but some kind of money to offset this, this project to where I think it would be, it would, it would, lo- it would lose money. <laughs> it would probably lose money. But it would be like a passion project that I'd be willing to lose the money in. So I think when you when you on the surface of get piped pipe show and get piped pipe brick and mortar, I would go for the brick and mortar. I don't know if I would call mm. it. The, I don't I wouldn't call either the get piped version. But if we're going based on that, I would I would go on the brick and mortar and it would have a much cooler name. I mean, I, I you guys know I don't love the current name, but it's it's just it's not going anywhere. The The, the place would be called something a little bit more. Something more in vogue. <laughs> mm, hmm. I would say, yeah, I would say the brick and mortar. I would love to just sit, chat, talk with people um, all day, smoke pipes, smoke cigars, drink coffee, drink spirits. And um, mm-hmm. man, that just sounds like the life. Have our own blends, man, with good names. Yep. Have our own pipe club that would meet up. Mm-hmm. Go to pipe shows, purchase stock for the store. Sell stuff. Yeah. That sounds like a fun thing to me. And it really uh, and I'm not I'm not going out by saying it's a fun, happy-go-lucky. I know the the John David Coles out there have to pay bills, and it's a stressful thing. They're 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 operating a legitimate business. I'm just I'm we're going on the make believe. It's all going to be happy-go-lucky, sunshine rainbows model, and that that's the one I would pick with the brick and mortar. Love it. I love it, man. But if you want to hear more this or that, these do not have to be pipe smoking related. They can be about anything. 
We would love for you to send them to us. Our best way to do it is the Galactic Get By Pipe Club. There is a specific channel for this or that. But if you don't want to do that, you don't want to join, you can always send them to show at getpipe.co and uh, we'll bring them in at some point and just just let us know. We would appreciate if you did five at one time of one topic, whatever it is, pipe smoking, food, cars, anything. But our next segment today is a newer segment that we have. This is only the second time ever doing it. This is called Flu Cured Forum Follies. This is where uh, Adam or I, we we see kind of a folly happen in, in one of the forums out there. It could be Facebook. It could be maybe even Pipes, the Pipes Magazine forums. Or in this case, our very own Galactic Get Piped Pipe Club. And this is meant to just kind of discuss some some funny things or some wild things that happen, maybe comments someone makes, and then the the following responses to that. But this one is more of, um, for lack of a better term, a way to shame and a way to to show the community this is how you do not act, especially in the galactic get piped pipe club. So I got a little story I wrote up involving this and all this stuff did actually happen, is confirmed. You can ask the countless members of the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club who were there. But before I get into that, Adam, is there anything else you wanted to add? This is the second time we're doing this in what I thought would be probably once a year. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know. This one, this one was, was ironic that it happened in our own, our own, our own home front. We're going to roll with it. This is then absolute forum folly and don't be this guy this we'll, 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 we'll touch on that we'll, we'll touch on that walk me through it all right it was a quiet thursday afternoon in the galactic get pipe pipe club when a man by the name of kevin sent a well-intentioned message to the general chat section of our club i haven't done a google search just yet but wanted to see if anyone can point me in the direction of a good corn cob pipe other than missouri meersham the question was asked seemingly out of curiosity and some distress about the fact that a chunk was missing from a cob he received among another complaint about being deceived by Missouri Meersham. A picture was sent of the cob with, in fact, a very large chunk missing, but is followed with, I live less than an hour away from Missouri Meersham. I'm tempted to go up there now and give them a piece of my mind, but I know me. I'll be in jail. Thus, our flu-cured forum folly saga began. Our very own get piped, Adam, had the back of Missouri Meersham, saying, out of the 600,000 cobs or more they produce a year, some are bound to slip through the quality control crack. But that was not satisfactory for Kevin. He was mad, clearly, as he stated it five or more times within a 20-minute time frame, interspersed with claims that he'd, quote, be in jail. LOL, if he went to Missouri Meersham. But as the hour passed, he quieted, discussing other pipes with other members and seeking out custom cob makers. Less than 45 minutes later after that, Kevin was back with a statement that truly surprised us all. I guess my cob days are behind me, as he sent yet another photo of the same chipped cob he had already sent twice before. Again, though, Kevin quieted for another 45 minutes, 
giving a reprieve to the some 575 Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club members. Like a pesky rash you just cannot get rid of, though. Kevin followed back up with a cordial email he received from Missouri Mearsham stating that they're willing to send him a return label for the damaged cob to send it back to them. And as you could guess, it was not enough. It was never enough for Kevin. Shit on me once, I don't allow you to shit on me again. LOL, he said. Stuff happens. It's definitely not worth going to jail, said another member of the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. See, you're wrong. It's the principle, not the damaged cob. That's the problem with the world now. Everyone just turns the other cheek. It's why we keep getting shit on by these companies. Time to take a stand if you ask me. 100% worth going to jail over. They're lucky they're about to close for the day or I'd head over there just to prove a point. LOL. Yet again, the same picture of the same cob with the chip in it was sent to the group, apparently to prove a point of some sort that he thought we hadn't already seen. Many other members of the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club community came to the back of Missouri Mearsham, trying to speak sanity back into this man. It is then that we received another screenshot from Kevin, this time not of the pipe, but from an email from Marilyn at Missouri Mearsham. It read, Kevin, it is clear that nothing we will do will be sufficient. The only thing we are able to do at this point is to refund you the cost of the pipe. I have done that refund, and you should see the credit back in your account very soon. Please do not come into our museum or order from us again. Marilyn, we were shocked. What does one have to say to be banned from Missouri Mearsham? Not only the museum, but from ever buying a pipe from them again. Multiple folks called him out and tried to calm the situation. Wow, dude. Okay, dude, things happen. Let it go. All right, let's just reel this in. It's done. Pipe as you please. Don't shop there. Others will. But Kevin could never be satisfied with his results. Wow, dude, what? You let people shit on you in this world? LOL. I don't. You can start a witch hunt and make fun of me all you like. That shit don't bother me. I got the results I needed. Period. Sorry you don't like that. A passionate fire burned in this man. One fueled by the posting of others. Like a 90s American rock band. He continued to rage against the machine. I'm not mad any longer. You seem bothered, though. Got my money back from a crooked-ass company. But like George Bush on the USS Lincoln on that fateful day in 2003, the mission was not in fact accomplished. Murmurs of the B word began circling. One member stated, not worth getting banned for, to which Kevin replied, banned? Banned for what? LOL. Just let it go, man. LOL. Sorry society has shit on you to the point where you want to get at me now. Sorry you don't like what you've read today. Not my problem. Silence ensued for one minute until, with the snap of his fingers, like Thanos in Infinity War, Get Piped gave Kevin a fate only one person before him had received. The ban. A sense of reprieve befell the community. A weight lifted from the shoulders of every member. The man who was banned from ever purchasing a pipe from Missouri Mearsham received the same fate in the Galactic Get Piped Pipe Club. A twofer, we can call it. And as Get Piped poignantly pointed out, it was, in the end, his problem. What a wild, <laughs> wild tale that is. Those were just quotes. 
it was those exactly are literally how quotes. it unfolded. <laughs> and I, this guy had not messaged in the Discord before, but he had been a member for a while. So I, it leads me to believe that he listened to the show at one point in time or Maybe. just watched one of the YouTube videos and clicked the link. But all of a sudden, this guy's just mouthing off about his damaged corn cob. And I'm like, bro, it's a corn cob. That the thing you pointed out is the point of it. Like they they are they in all of their descriptions, they say like there's probably gonna be some shit missing from it. It's, it's a corn cob. Like you're buying a thirty, twenty dollar pie, like whatever it is. He was talking about the Dagner, which you could argue, okay, a little bit nicer. Yeah, it is. Bro, it's corn. It's corn. It's corn. <laughs> you drop the corn, and it's gonna I don't know. I so I was just like I was letting it happen because again, pipe as you please. If I'm not I am big fan of being nice to everybody as best I can, right? Yeah. I really am. And I, I want to be the positive aspect of the community that I can be. I like to hold the problems I have with other people to myself as best as I can, uh, which there aren't very much any, but you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking about the pipe cottage, right? It took me a lot of episodes <laughs> to come out and say I didn't like him or at least what he was doing. But this guy, I was just like, all right, whatever, man. And I was the one who was like, dude, we get it. All right, go ahead. Let's move on. Don't shop there. This guy was just going nuts, bro. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to go to jail tonight, you know, but if they hear what I have to say, I'm like, dude, what? That is a threat. What are you going to do? Crack skulls because you, you got a chipped pipe, bro. It it's corn. <laughs> it's like, corn. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know what he said to them because he wasn't saying what he was saying. He, he was not sending the emails that he had sent, but they had to have been so damn disrespectful. And he kept saying, like, at least in the, in the beginning, he's like, I'm just mad right now. And I'm like, I get that to you. Like, it's yeah, totally okay to be upset with receiving a product that you were looking forward to. But this guy's like, I'm going to throw out all my other corn cobs, all, all six of my other Missouri Meershams right in the trash. I'm like, are you, are you just stupid or like, <laughs> <laughs> or <are you> just <laughs> dumb? <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it like and it, to me it was like if it just stayed at that first part like oh this cop blah 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 but like it just kept going for almost two hours maybe maybe even more i, I don't exactly know yeah and when i say like when i call him dumb or, or stupid like i don't i'm not trying to insult the man but but like it is legitimately dumb of you to think anybody who, who thinks that with 600 700,000 pipes one pipe with a chip is that's going to happen. And, and I'm not saying you need to expect that because you shouldn't. Yeah. And, and, and those things should be corrected. But it was the way he worded it. He assumed that they were trying to they were like out wrong to get him, him or out. Yeah. I was like, you are an idiot. If you think that's the case, like if you, if you genuinely think they're trying to take advantage of you, you're a fool, mainly because they said, yeah, send it back and we'll, we'll get you a new one because you know why someone else will purchase that pipe because that is their disclaimer there's probably going to be some pieces missing or, you know, things it's, it's a corn cob pipe. You're paying $20 for it. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe not even. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was just wild. And he just kept going on and on. And the whole, I, I really want to go give them a piece of my mind, but I know me, I'll be in jail. Like, dude, once he kept saying that, I'm like, okay, now you're just threat. You're making a deliberate threat, a criminal threat <laughs> to good friends of the community. And, and I, I had said that. So I was like, Hey man, like they've done so much for the community. I'm sure this is the very beginning. I'm sure if you just you know, explain the situation calmly or even upsetly, like I, I'm not, I'm not, you can be upset, man. But if you just explain, they'll probably just refund you and they might even send you a pipe, like a certificate or something. But I guess the story goes is he smoked it and didn't allegedly know that 
it had the crack in it until he looked at it again while he was smoking it. So when he told them that it was smoked, they were like, okay, well, we can't take it because it's smoked, which makes sense. So he obviously gave a fit, took that as them trying to take advantage of him. It was just, just asinine. <laughs> like, just, I cannot believe people like that are, are, are in the pipe smoking community. Like, you are, you are now hereby banned from the pipe smoking community. <laughs> like, I have just officially banned you. You've gone the ban hammer from not only get piped, but the entire pipe community. Because, dude, if I could tell you how sweet the folks are at Missouri oh. Mearsham, I'm not even sponsored by them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not I'm not giving you the, you know, hey, oh, good friends. At, at, that, that's my John David Cole voice. <laughs> good friends at, at <laughs> Missouri Mearsham. Thank you guys so much. The Washington Cobb is so great. Um, you know, like, I don't even got to do that. I'm just doing it because they are so sweet. And, like, he does it because they are so sweet. Yeah. Also, it was cool that they were sponsoring his show. But, like, he he's very adamant that he would have been talking, saying the nice things that they said about them for for the reasons strictly because of who they are. Yeah. You know, Shannon over there at, at Missouri Meersham uh, is just, she's just wonderful. A yeah. wonderful woman. And... And Gosh. you know what's you know what else is wonderful is the reaction that the get piped pipe community had, especially the galactic get pipe pipe club had to all of this. And I, I think Adam wants to kind of tell you a little bit about that. <laughs> Someone had had mentioned all of this because well, ev- again, everyone was kind of defending Missouri Mearsham, and and that's when I was when I decided to ban because I was like, this is turning from someone with an opinion that's dissenting from mine to. Like, as I kept reading, I was just like, man, why are you the way that you are? And once I said that in my head, I was like, oh, you're the, you're the person that I, I make content based off of. <laughs> so once, once that happened, and then when he was saying, like, calling community members out, you know, at least, at least Missouri Mearsham, you can kind of say is a brand or Company, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, like you're, you're fighting, the, again, raging against the machine or whatever. But once you start raging against the community the galactic get pipe pipe club and saying like you're an idiot or you're stupid because you are a, a a lemming or whatever you're you're taking advantage of i don't get you know shit on like you do i was like okay you're done ban hammer see you later see you but someone was like man that was fun and it was it was fun to read all that because again i love drama everyone does and uh someone was like i just i think i'm gonna go buy, buy a corn cob pipe now yeah and i was like you know what so am I. So <laughs> because I can't imagine how aggressively rude that comment, whatever he said, yeah. that email to Marilyn, you know, to one of warrant that extremely, reaction. Extremely yeah, who was very like open, oh, I'm so sorry. We will take care of this. Just give it like, did you smoke the pipe? Yeah, I smoked the pipe. What do you think? You know, probably said some mean stuff. Oh, well, unfortunately we can't accept returns, but she was probably like, But we can do this, this, or that. And then he just continued to go off. And that's when she was like, Take your money and leave and don't ever come back again. She did not take her knife and chip the, the cob and send it to him by name request. You know what I mean? Like, like she's she might now. just doing her job, bro. Yeah, now she might, but I might. I might go apply for a job and then send him one every single week of that I pay for of chipped cobs. <laughs> no. But anyway, so so all of us were like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. And then I, I was like, I'm actually gonna write a message in the comments. I'm gonna say, hey. Is Adam from Get Piped? That asshole came in and was, uh, you know, Kevin. So sorry, Marilyn. The Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club's got your back because uh, he's not going to come into my community and say things that he was saying. It's not going to be tolerated, right? Uh, so I actually ordered the. I think it was called the Night Rider. Night Rider. 
yeah. the night rider man so i was i was going through all of their pipes i was like man i haven't ordered a corn cob in so long and and i i'm not really in the market for pipes right now so this was my most recent acquisition but scrolling i was like what what symbolizes this event because it originally want i wanted to just get a pipe just to so i could write a comment and say hey i'm sorry that you have to deal with this sometimes you know we got your back but that's when i saw the night rider <laughs> one it, it totally caught my eye in terms of design and two the name i was like man i am I am the night rider. I'm the night watcher. I am the rider for Missouri Meerschaum. And there I was. I ordered it. And a cloud of smoke, a cloud drifted from behind me. And there I sat and my eyes turned blue. And I was like, night gathers. And now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall reject no tobacco, hold no glass pipes, father only the flame. I shall wear no props and win no slow smokes. I shall live and smoke at my post. I am the smoke in the darkness. I am the watcher of the community. I harness the ember that burns against the rain, the light that brings the burn, the cob that smokes the arrows, the briar that smokes the burlies. I pledge my life and honor to the pipe's watch for this night and all the nights to come. And then it's the smoke settled and I sent submit and I waited three days, got my package and I was like, Hey, cool. New corn cob. Yeah. And I got one too. <laughs> it, dude. I, I mean, I, and you know, what's awesome about Missouri Meerschaum is that Marilyn responded to many members. She responded directly to mm-hmm. me saying, thank you for the support and, and for all that, you know, not only myself, not only you, but uh, multiple members of the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. What they did, I think it it helped Marilyn out, especially, again, we don't know what was said, but it was not good. It was clearly not good. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I would I would extend the invitation to you guys listening. If you happen to be in the market for a corncob pipe, consider, you know, write a nice note to Marilyn. Say you're coming from the, the, the Get Pipe Pipe community. We got your back. I get nothing from this, honestly. We, nope. They have no idea that we're we're trying to do this. I was just thinking how, because I this the other day I talked about how this will be on the same topic, but my mortgage rate went up nine hundred dollars, yeah. uh, and it's because of something to do with the tax. The tax the, the taxes do damn high. The tobacco taxes do am do damn high. <laughs> but I thought it was my mortgage company's issue, so I I sent them an e- I mean nine hundred dollars. People don't just have nine hundred extra dollars. I was very fortunate that I did, but it was taken out. So I wrote a very unpleasant, it wasn't mean, but it was a very unpleasant email demanding that this issue be fixed because I, I, I felt wronged. I felt like I knew it wasn't the person who was reading the email. And I wrote that. I was like, I know whoever reads this, you're going to be getting, you're going to be getting the business from me. And I know I I do apologize, but this is unacceptable. It needs to be fixed. Turns out it was the, the County classic government problem, not theirs. And they had allegedly sent me out something. I didn't end up seeing it before then. But my point is afterward, after we got it all solved, I made sure to, well, of course I apologize. And then I made sure to follow back a couple days later with an unexpected email to say, hey, I know I apologized before, but just so you know that I wasn't apologizing because it was fixed, I I do want to say I am sorry. If you could please extend this uh, to the first gentleman who read my email, I, I do. I am sincerely sorry. And he wrote back and told me how unexpected that was and how much it 
made an impact on him and, and made his day and turned his day right around. This was several days later, right? So I can't. I can only imagine that any of you guys who happen to be in the market for a, a maybe one of the new blends from uh, Missouri Meerschaum, you know, they they sell tobacco as well. And whatever it is, if you happen to be purchasing something, if you were to write a nice little comment, say you're coming from Get Pipes, and you know we're we're here for Missouri Meerschaum and here for Maryland, and and there's none of that, none of that negativity will ever be tolerated in our community. I think it would go a very very long way. So, yeah. Love that, man. It's a shame that it had to happen in our community, but it's also good because, you know, we, we are, you know, you're, you're the night rider, but we're all guardians of this community. And when someone does not bring growth, does not help this community forward, we will call them out and we will make mm-hmm. sure that they do not continue to, to breed bad behavior in this. And, uh, yeah. We're the watchers. You're the night rider, and I'm your your trusty steed. You know, I, I carry your bags and I uh, uh, all that. But my saddlebags, your saddlebags. Hell yeah! But yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys all for for all the the many folks who did. You know, literally just purchase something just to support that cause. Just just to say, hey, I'm here with you, Missouri Mirsham. That that means so much to me. That to, to think that it was something that we were able to facilitate in a way, you know, just, I, I can't help but feel good about that. So for anyone who intends on doing that, I want to thank you ahead of time. Thank you guys so much. Again, we get nothing. I have no commissions. They're not going to send me a check for all the pipes made or sold. Uh, and, and even if they did, I'd, I would actually decline it because, because that is not what we're about, man. We're not about, you know, we're not about the Kevins, the, those particular Kevins. If you're a good Kevin, man, if you're, one of my <laughs> best a lot of good Kevins. Kevin. There. There's a lot of good Kevins, but that particular Kevin, man, not it. He's been here. He, you you heard it here first. He's hereby been banned from the pipe smoking community. And we will end this blue cured forum follies with that. Well, my good friend. What a great episode. Uh, a lot of a lot of life stuff, a lot of things that have happened to us uh, recently, but you know what? We're on the other side. We finished the episode. There's always tomorrow morning unless there's a nuclear apocalypse and then, you know. But friend, where can people find you until that moment? Uh, on <laughs> the on the me. social medias. They can find me on youtube.com slash get pipe for some of the premier YTPC that's YouTube pipe community content. And as I had mentioned before in the episode, new video coming very, very soon, hopefully by the end of June. So we'll, this will be a two for a month, which will be really, really awesome. Uh, as for the artisan episode, sheesh. Yeah, yeah that's going to be that. Yeah, hopefully July. We'll see. I got some other stuff planned for July as well, but youtube.com slash get pipe for all of that. Instagram is for some of that short form content. I'm still currently on my hiatus, which is actually going really, really well. The first uh, first week, my screen time went down 8%. And then the following week, which was today as of, as of recording on Sunday, it was down an extra 9%. And I'm hoping to see one more similar trend. I've been, I've been starting to jump on the YouTube stuff. And get Wife and I have been watching a bunch of Mr. Beast <laughs> videos. We watched him count to 100,000 the other day. And we what? skipped through a lot of it, but yeah, just... I don't know. We're we're becoming YouTube like YouTube people. I don't know. Not not even pipe smoking. Like I always watch those videos casually. But anyway, so I'm hoping my screen time stays down. I gotta stop watching YouTube videos on my phone. <laughs> Instagram is at get underscore pipe. 
But if you follow me, make sure you follow my right-hand man, GPP underscore producer guy. The Galactic Gay Pipe Pipe Club is one of the best communities online that you can ever be a part of, especially for the folks who aren't in a pipe club, who aren't close to a pipe club, who aren't close to a brick-and-mortar pipe store. You can join our community, and it's going to be right at your fingertips. And you know what? I want to say, I want to add on that. You can complain in that group. Like, I, we don't want this uh, fluke-cured form folly to be like, you can't complain, you can't be mad, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, yeah. You're allowed to be. But when you take up two hours of space on a channel and then make veiled be threats. Mean. Yeah, when you're mm. mean to people who don't even have anything to do with the manufacturing of pipes and stuff like that. Okay, then, then you know, our guardians, you know, our watching eyes and our our abilities to ban you will will probably come out but yeah we're but yeah we we're a year and a half in and we banned two people i two forget, people. I don't even remember what the first person was but you know our point is is that producer guy brought up a great point i complain all the time yeah. and that's actually a side of me that i i don't typically put on the show i don't put it on the youtube because these are these are productions like i'm, I'm trying to provide like positive content to you but every now and then man like if i got something to to complain about and it might not even be pipe smoking it generally isn't I, I just think everything's so great i'm i'm in my mind i got like the rainbows and i got a double whoa double rainbow whoa. in my mind when it comes to the pipe smoking but you can absolutely come in and if you have a grievance with if you have a grievance with me maybe you're one of the people who are why are you the way that you are on youtube and maybe i just read your comment wrong dude come in and absolutely blast me uh, on our, our discord that'd be a great way for yeah for us to kind of Settle the score because it is a it is a, a community for everybody. Everyone who is, you know, just wants to pipe as you please. You, this yeah. is for you because there was and this is, you know, you could see it if you joined the community and went back far enough. But like there was someone who um, approached some members about their comments about uh, Mr. Allen at the pipe cottage and was like, hey, you know, I agree with some of the stuff he says. So if I agree with that, it doesn't seem like I'm accepted here. And, you know, Adam and I, we responded to that and was like, hey, man, you are accepted. Those views, for the most part, you know, quote unquote, you can have them, but we don't bring up politics. We don't bring up these hot button social topics on or in our discord. Can they be in private messages with other people? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's discord. You can do that. But like we maintain pipe smoking and of course, a bunch of other things, memes, drinks, you know, whatever it is. All these things, but we maintain pipe smoking and a very cordial community. And again, a year and a half in, banning two people, you know, the track record is is really good. We want you to have those views. We want you to have dissenting opinions to things Adam says, to things I say, to things other people say, but in a way that fosters growth and development in both of us. Like, I, I don't expect to change your views on certain things, especially when it comes to your deep-seated beliefs. But like anything, they should be challenged. You shouldn't just go to a community of the same like-minded people and have them echo your own same thoughts, right? Like my mm-hmm. friends generally have the same thoughts as I do, generally, but not all of them. Like Adam and I, you know, we've had deep conversations outside of this podcast, weekly, daily, monthly, whatever it is, where we don't agree on things. And mm-hmm. You know, this is getting into a little wisdom here. I don't mean to take some thunder, but it it goes into the discord and how important it is to us as founding members of it. We will continue to hold the line. And for anyone who is maybe like a little hesitant for that reason, you know, just know that 
we got your back. If you're part of the community, you're a good member of the community, you are welcomed at the Galactic Get Piped Pipe Club. But with all that being said, we're back on the podcast now. Please share this podcast with any and all pipe smokers, old age, new age, middle age, whatever it is, share with them. But don't, you know, don't just share with the men. Share with the woman and the children too. Adam, my friend, Mr. Get Pipe, sir. We kind of talked a little wisdom right before this, but what are your wise words of wisdom to add on to what we were discussing before? Yeah, I'll, I'll loop one more time with that, man. Kind of going back to the very beginning, my, my problems with the Pipe Cottage, that's not me saying my beliefs are rooted in the exact opposite to him. It's not saying beliefs are rooted in the same as him or even slightly different or any. Like I'm not commenting at all my political opinions on his take. It is specifically like I, I dislike what he's doing specifically because his channel is is rooted in pipe smoking so when you deviate from that and you're bringing in all this controversy and, and again i have i talk to my wife about politics all the time i talk to my mother about politics all the time and i talk to producer guy about politics all the time and yeah it's just it's just not something that i want in my my pipe smoking community right and and that's not to say that you can't do it uh, the first guy we banned was he had this crazy thing in his description and of like his discord thing. And, and this was a hard one. This was like a hard, we had actually had to have a conversation on whether we should ban this guy. It was like an aggressively, it was aggressively hot take. It was, it was on par with saying like, you know, Nazism is, was a good thing or something like it was something that was like just aggressively wrong. Like it's not a right wing, left wing. That was just, you were just wrong. And that is evil. <laughs> yeah. But, but he specifically only talked about pipes and tobacco and you only found out about this if you clicked on his little profile and read his description which is not a common thing that's i would say i've done that to like three people in the entire discord out of my 575 plus members right yeah so this is not a function of the app but other people had and because of that someone brought it up and once it was brought up it was now known and and i i actually commend this person for saying i don't even think he, he probably doesn't listen to the show once you get banned you're probably a little jaded but you know, he he was like, I'm I'm here to talk about pipes and tobacco. I'm not here to talk about politics. And I, I would really like it to keep it that way. And every time someone said, but yeah, but why do you have this aggressively mean or wrong thing? He just, be, again, I'm just here to talk about pipes and tobacco and, and I'd like to keep it that way. And I was like, man, I love that. But, but <laughs> because everyone sees it and yeah, you're, it's kind of some evil shit, like... <laughs> It was evil. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, like, just because of that reason, like, had, had no one known, had had you told me privately and no one else knew, I probably wouldn't have said anything as long as you kept it to pipes and tobacco, man. But yeah, once once things become threatening, once things become public, you know, that that's when we we start to change and, and our opinions differ. But there's a spot for everyone, man. So again, I'm not saying if you're a pipe cottage fan dude i think he listens to this podcast right and and like that's going to be hard for him to listen to since he deleted all the social media i don't have an opportunity to tell him i guess i could sign up for his site but it's not something i'm interested in doing he's going to hear me say i don't like the guy i mean like that's that's hard for me but i say that from the position of being a pipe and tobacco enthusiast community member like i i sometimes i talk about you guys as the community i'm a part of it too man we're all a part of it i'm, I'm a part of that as well and as a content guy, like I, I create content in the sphere and I just don't think it fits. It's, it's not something that I want to associate myself with. Uh, if I, I would love to have a conversation with him. I'd like to battle his views, challenge his views, agree with some views in private, nothing to do with pipes or tobacco, but 
That's what I'm here for. I'm here for pipes and tobacco. So that will not happen. And we will not facilitate that on our show. We're just trying to be the ultimate pushers of pipe as you please. So that is what I will ask you. And then when you're feeling rough, when you're feeling angry, when you're feeling that little bubbling, let's take a break, man. Go smoke a pipe. Come back. We'll bring our conversations back to friendship and piping as we please. So that is all for you today. Because you have all just been piped. And until the next piping, we are out. a plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start again <laughs> what is that i don't know what that is oh yes you do no i don't i never heard that before in my life do you ever feel feel so paper thin just like a house of cards <laughs> one door from caving in i don't know what you're singing you know exactly what it is no i don't you don't need to lie anymore Katy Perry's your favorite. Uh, Katy who? I don't know who you're talking about. You just got to ignite the light and let it shine. <laughs> Not and the chorus, oh, please. The night Stop. like it's the 4th of July. Because, Kimmy, you're a firework. Go and show them what you're worth. And make them go, oh, 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 as you sail across the sky. I, I, Kimmy, you're a firework. This whole time I thought you were Samwise to my Frodo. But you're just Boromir. I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know who Boromir is. That's such a Boromir thing to say.